church is just, it's not for the weary. You really got to be committed. You know what I'm saying? Like anything past 61 minutes, I just cannot pay attention. Like it's just, let's get to the benediction. Sonic when a benediction comes, like I, I'm ready to go. I don't, yeah. I don't like how you're opening um, this episode <laughs> with heresy, <laughs> with, with blasphemy. <laughs> 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 I'm really I don't understand why we can't just have church be like 60 minutes. Start on time. Give me a cool 15 minutes of praise. I go to church for the message. Like I'm trying to hear, like, what's the motivational message? Where, I want to know. I don't Should I be hymns. taking notes? I don't. I don't want anybody taking <laughs> taking time from the offerings. I don't want to hear nothing about the ties. I want to hear about the building fund. I mean, I, I Boy, appreciate listen. the scholarships you give back to the community. I got. I got to. Let me tell you something. I don't. When I got time. older, I learned how to time it such that I would get there right and slip in. Yeah. Right after the tithing offering, I've been collected. <laughs> no, well, I might get there by the tithing offering, but you knew that next up was the message. The message. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes you got to time it. But in this day and age where you can put together singles into your own little mixtape and everything is on demand, I mean, it's proper that, you know, people have started to set that aside. Well, this particular Sunday, it was a christening. So, like... Oh, yeah, you got shit to it out. I mean, it was like scholarship. Then, you know, christening of all the young children. And he takes all the young children and and gives them a whole prayer and a blessing. You can't really... We're currently uh, listening to the dulcet tones of the cranberries. I just got to say, you may revoke my black card for this, but Dolores O'Riordan is one of my favorite singers ever. I think that her voice is one of the best voices that ever existed, her singing voice. Um, And she passed away today. So I wanted to. The 90s heroes are. 46, right? so young. So young. Um, They don't know. This is like just happened right before we started recording. Oh, by the way, today is, uh, was it Monday? Today is Monday, Monday. Martin Luther King Day. MLK Day 2018. Um, She's the one who sang the line, My father, he liked me. And the way she sang it, it, well, the song, the way she sang it, which you're hearing in the background now, it's like, you don't know if she's saying that kind of like ironically, like he liked me like it was a tale of abuse or he liked me like most of the fathers around where I grew up didn't like did. their kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or my father didn't like any of the other kids except for me. You might have to put little homie down. Yeah, we also got uh, we have a special guest. Special guest uh, Young Zion. In the squire in the house. In, in, in the house. No, no, he's not a squire. He's not a squire. He is a uh, he's a wizard, <laughs> sorcerer, something else from Warcraft, a mage. Magical Negro slash. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just a, a woke black man. <laughs> All right, but um, yeah. Rest in peace to Dolores O'Riordan. Um, listen to some cranberries. Get back into it. Nice emo. Good, good 90s emo shit. Um, Shout out to you, C. Dolores Tucker. 
Also, speaking of 90s. See, see, this is the problem with black people. This is the problem with black people. Y'all haven't heard of something, and you had a joke on deck. And the woman just died. She just died. It's too soon. Like, like within hours. But, um... Anyway, speaking, Does speaking anyone care? You hear what she's saying? Does anyone care? Actually, <laughs> yeah, actually, audio you, you can't. Yeah, actually, that, can. yeah. We got the, the way the, the way my tech is set up. Yeah, right. I do. I do. You know, hugging, hugging, hugging. O with love. Uh, yeah, Dolores. Right, you know, rest in peace. With that said, it's our first episode of 2018, episode 32 overall. Yeah. Um, haven't seen you guys for for a little bit. What's what's popping? What's been going on? Well, guys, um, my first this was this last week was my first week back at work after the holiday. And I was going to bed at like 930 every day because I was just so tired because I was chilling for like two weeks because our company was closed down for two weeks. So it doesn't mean you're getting old. I mean, pretty much. I just was so tired. I was like, bruh, I need I'm gonna take a little nap get home and be like i'm gonna take a nap and lay down at like 9 30 and then wake up at like 12 45 and be like oh well fuck it let me turn off the lights and i'm gonna go to sleep when i don't have shit to do i, I stay up i have a hard stay time up. going to sleep i'm such i, a, I don't I, have any place i don't know to be in why that i feel like that's old like when you were like young and you were like i'm just gonna stay up because there's so no, much stuff to do i'm but, interested in how you turn that around Cause I'm pretty sure you were on that at once so yourself. So delicious! You might you just need to get into it. <laughs> I agree with that. When when I when I'm actually sleeping, I don't want to get up. <laughs> it's just that when I'm awake, yeah, I don't want to sleep. I've yeah. been told that has to do with my astrological sign, like I'm a fixed sign. Oh, and so whatever course I'm on, I like to stay on it. So what's your sign? Leo. Oh, should have known that. Fixed sign. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's three. There's cardinal, fixed, and mutable. For each, I think I'm a mutable. I'm a mutable because I'm a Pisces. I'm a water sign. Well, no, no. Within no, 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 each it's... element, there's those three things. Yeah. So oh. Three things. I think I'm mutable. Um, I'm a Sagittarian. I, I think I'm a, I think I'm a mutable. I think I'm a fire sign, but I'm a mutable. Yeah. Sagittarius is the mutable fire sign. Yeah. The cardinal fire sign is Aries. Fixed is Leo, hmm. and then and I only know this because I'm a fire sign. Leo's a fire sign, but yeah. I don't know what Pisces is. Water mutable. sign. It's a water sign. It's, uh... and it's a mutable sign. So while um, he's looking that up, uh, what were you... What, anyway. Because you were saying something interesting. I interrupted you. No, no, no. I was just saying, like, being oh, back about at your tired work. Self. Yeah, yeah. Other than being tired, that I just realized that, like, I really need my work to feel, like, more like 80% more fun and 20% work. Like I, right now, <laughs> it's, like, 20% fun and 80% work. Like I need them levels. I need it to level out a you little bit. You seem really into your work. I'm into my work also because I want to do well, but uh, there are parts of my work that I really like. They're very specific parts, but like all of it together, plus the intensity of which we do some of the work, I don't really prefer. But in general, I like it. I just, I just want it to feel, I want the pace to slow down a little bit, but that's just me, you know? Uh, well, you you about to be there though, in terms of the slow for pace. five weeks. But then once like once that joint is over, they're gonna be like, "Welcome back!" And here's all the work that you need to finish, which is fine. Like I'm, yeah, I'm happy be, to do it. But after the five weeks, you'll be 
like certified or whatever, you'll have your license and yeah. you know, you will have done 20 yoga surgeries or whatever <laughs> you guys do. And I love the way you guys describe this shit. It's hilarious. I mean, the way you describe it. I mean, it's I really just I'll be able to, to teach hot yoga classes in the city, which is great. Yeah, so you can live uh, on that. Yeah. Oh, ooh, I don't know. We'll have to work on that. You you could quit your I mean, intense. You could drive job. an Uber and drive your Uber to yoga class, and you know, Never. string it together until it becomes like. I don't think, I don't think I'll ever get to the point of driving Uber. Not yes, because I, mean, I think anything yeah. bad of it, but because I just don't want to pick up random people. See, to me, I think the Uber would be a good job for someone who has just taught hot yoga. Why? Because you you'll smell like a normal Uber driver. Stop it. You can pick up clients. <laughs> no. That's not how that works. I'm saying, I'm no. Saying. No. I'm, I'm you can do that together. too. You know, and, that's, and that's much less racist than what I said. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, God. Thank you for the suggestions. Uh, I take them all in. Um, also, a part I mean, of me going back to work. To meditate on it. Well, yeah, I will. Yeah. Uh, also, a part of me going back to work, all of the ladies at work were like, oh my God, you cut your hair. Because I cut all my hair off. Obviously, our audience can't see that. Touch. But, oh. I think I it looks great, my hair. but I can't awesome. wait to hear what all the young, woke white chicks at your job have to say. Right. Tell me nobody it. tried to touch it. I, you know, that was the first thing I thought of was like, I really just hope nobody goes, oh my gosh. So I was waiting for the hand, but uh, <laughs> Nobody, nobody at work gave me the hand, so so that was good. At least they were woke enough not to raise their hand to to try to touch my hair. All oh, of them they, were oh, like, they saw it already. They saw it already. What was the, the response? Was they were like, like, "Oh, it looks great! I can't believe you did it." All the black girls were like, "This is serious. This looks great. This is awesome." So, so they weren't like uh, shocked. Shocked. I'm shocked. Um, some were. Some were like, "Oh my god, you actually cut all your hair off." There was one black girl who was like, I can't, that's really brave what you did. I can't believe you did. Can I, I can't believe something? you did it. Not everybody can pull that off. That's something. Okay. True. Okay. That's the second half of what I wanted to ask. Why? And this is a real question. This is yeah. not like trying to be sideways. Why do black women feel that it's so brave? Oh, to cut all your hair off? And two, why... Do certain black men say, oh, well, you can pull it off? <laughs> well, the aunt, that the, one, that second one that is kind of a dig. But that second one is <laughs> kind of a dig. Is, yeah. Well, that second what? one is the answer That's to the you. first question. <laughs> yeah. That second, that second question is kind of the answer to the first one, which is we still basically develop and create our look for the most part for male gays. Now, we always say like oh, women, women, we men. dress for other women. Which is also true, but to be desired by a man and not have long flowing hair, when you make a decision like this, you're making a decision to not adhere to like the status quo of what beauty is. is. Kind of, is it a little? There's a little rebellion in there, huh? A little rebellion. I mean, mine was was strictly was a strictly um, practical decision, but also like I needed to save my edges. For all those girls who are listening, and you do crochet braids for long enough, this you know your edges suffer a little bit. You gotta you gotta make some quick decisions. So 
I knew I was going to be away for five weeks. I didn't really want to be worried about my hair. I wanted to be focused about on, on my body and like, you know, studying. Um, and I was just like, you know what? It's time. It's the beginning of the year. Let's do it. And I did it on the third. And, you know, mm-hmm. the first it- time I cut my hair, though, I cut it because it was falling out. And I, I ran into a barbershop and I was crying when I was doing it. Well, that, that's it felt different. different. That's, that's different. That's different. Well, this time it felt different when I cut <laughs> right. my hair. This time it was cut. Bless you. Um, this time it was totally different because I was making an active decision to be like, it's okay if, if I'm going to look different. Because I, I do look different. To me, in my eyes, I look different. It's still crazy to me, though, that in 2018 now, it's still brave thing for black woman one to go natural and two to cut her hair like these two things yeah yeah, i was gonna say you you basically did the big chop yeah yeah um i think just that's even called the the big chop and 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 by the way before because i've had i've had over the past week i seem to have had a lot of misunderstandings with black women (laughs) So I, I just wanted to be I just want to be clear. That's not a criticism of black women yeah. for why it's a big thing. It's yeah. it is just amazing to me that, that it's at still this a point thing. in history, yeah. this is still a thing. Because you know what? More, I feel like a, more women people. would do it if they didn't feel the pressure of like or not the pressure, but if they didn't feel like they would be looked at differently or desired less. I but, still feel like I don't get looked at as much because I've cut my hair off. Yeah, I feel like I don't because I've had every different type of hairstyle. And please believe that like when you're when you have a lot of hair, it's just, you know, you get you get the looks. It's a really it's a really peripheral thing. Yeah. I mean, men are visual. I'm not I'm not making I'm not making a statement about like men need to change. But but, you know, it it, is what it is. It it is socialized. Yeah, socialized to turn our head if we see some long flowing hair off in the middle. That's the thing, because it's like I'm I'm socialized to look at other stuff. No James Franco, but like you got a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I say that with the gaze of a brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm trying to tell you. What I mean is, what I mean is, if I'm looking at a thousand people, right, and the the person with short hair, I'm thinking is is likely going to belong to a man, right? So from a really from, from just like a blink, I'm talking. I'm talking about examine blink, that. Blink examine blink. that though. Even okay, I know yeah, it's a blink I mean, reaction. I'm talking about blink short. reactions. I'm it's, not talking about. I'm not talking about like beyond blink reaction. No, I know it's a blink reaction, but I'm saying examine that blink reaction. Why? Why is your blink reaction that the woman who's with the short hair has a man? Has a man? No, is oh, a man. Oh, no, is a man. Oh, is a man. Yeah. Right. Right. I, yeah, right. yeah. I misheard. So, so that, like short hair is just masculine. So my separation from the herd might be that long hair is going, European to a, is going to belong to a woman. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. some European conditioning. And by the oh, way, man. everything I'm saying yeah. today is no judgments. You got to preface. Even my conditioning oh, no, has I, been I, conditioned. I've just been having, like I said, I've been having the week. Well, you know, we're going to jump right into my fucking catch up. I've been having the week where... Like everything I say, someone says I'm judging them or I've said something offensive. Yeah. Or like I just had that week this past week. And you've had, so, so had to I, walk the line. Well, it's not even walk the line. It's like now I got to I feel like I have to preface everything just to make it's not either of y'all's fault, but just to make people realize, no, I'm not that dude. These are people that 
been knowing me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. you've been knowing me. What's like, I'm not judging you. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a comment. I'm asking a loaded question, but I'm not judging you. So I'm back. I'm back unemployed, by the way. Yeah. Awesome. We don't, this time funny? you gotta, this time you have time to figure out like, no, I have no time. Well, are you going to, you're going to pick something I feel like next that you're really going to like, uh, I'm going to pick something that's going to get my bills paid quickly, mm-hmm. which is the last, the last thing I got. It was the last thing I had was a contract position. Anyway, the leadership was really scatterbrained, not in terms of like not being intelligent, but just it didn't seem they knew what they wanted. I was a contract basically temp employee and they started inserting me into the office politics. I was like, well, hold on. That's always the hardest thing when you're like from the outside and they drag you into the the drama. Right. And I'm like, I don't know you people. And this is supposed to last for three months at most. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I don't, I don't. Please let me just do my job (laughs) and keep it moving. Right. (laughs) So, so I'm back unemployed, but you know, the bills don't stop even if the work stops. So that that's, that's on my mind. So I'll figure, I'll figure out what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do there. Hopefully, uh, at some point, we'll make some money with this, and yes. then we'll, none of us will have to do eighty uh, percent shit and twenty percent fun. I, I wasn't even at twenty percent fun last time. We are all we're now but taking until then, we sponsorships. Get the bag we get it. Everyone, even if we gotta start selling drugs, though, I mean, talk about it. Huh? I mean, Yo, you everyone know. I know sold drugs. <laughs> well, every male I know sold kidding. drugs. I'm just even, kidding, including yeah. the white ones. selling drugs. A lot of Americans <laughs> sell fucking drugs. They just don't get caught. To us, they get caught. Anyway, so yeah, that's 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 basically my catch up, um, and also finding out that this private school life is full of parasites. Like, what do you mean by parasites? Hey, what did you mean by that? By the way? Uh, literal parasites, like Ooh. lice. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. The outbreak. Yeah. I've had. Oh, that. Oh no. You had lice? No, I've had that oh. private school situation where. Um, actually, I mean, I guess everything that you pay for is private school because before you get to public school, they care. But yeah, we've had the life situation. See, because I went to public schools all my life. And never Never, had that. Never had that. That's crazy. My kids started at this school. My my oldest daughter started at this same school five years ago or so. And there were lice notices multiple times a year. Multiple times a year? Every year. And then it just so happened we got caught up in it this time. Oh, no. What was that like? Was it frantic or was it just like everything Everything got to go? Everybody got to get dunked? At first it was frantic. <laughs> Not by me. <laughs> by mommy. But um, we ended up doing more research. And uh, it, it, it's gotten taken care of. Yeah. But it's annoying as hell. And I'm like, aren't you old people supposed to be rich? Like, what the fuck? Who's supposed to have that shit? Like, <laughs> I just figure if you're paying that much money, like, that's what it I'm needs saying. to be on point. And also, I went to a school that was like, all my life, I went to schools that were at least 50% black. And so growing up, the thing was black people don't get, don't get lice. Well, this is something I discovered in college. I, actually, I didn't discover it in college. It, but it became much more like, clear to you. No race, race, racism here, but white people tend to do things that are just a lot less um, clean than we do. 
Like I used to see so many people walking standards. around barefoot, around you like walking this. that reverse racism line, man. <laughs> I know, right? I know, I know. But the I mean, hygienic it, it, standards are definitely are different. Culturally different. Like they'll walk around and barefoot where I would not walk around barefoot, or see, you know, I, I, I might. So do they that. open themselves up for little things. Like I could see how lights could get into some. Rich no, person's crib because they're out hiking don't, and don't blame the, the lights see, on the barefoot. That's no, not, not really it. It has nothing to do with that. I, I, I know that's what I'm not saying. Is, if your habit is to do something like that, yeah. then you probably got a lot of other things going on I'm not seeing that thus attract lights because, like you said, I've never seen it happen going down in a public school and all my years in public school. Yeah. But in private school or in these daycares that are that are, that attract people where you see some stars or you see some, you know, people. And you went to the white public school, right? Oh yeah, that's right. You went to the. White I went to the black. Well, I went. I went to public school with a mix. Yeah. Right. So I the, went through in the busing area, so it was a mix. But I never, mix, I never, I never came up school. on. I never came up on uh, on that situation. If it's a mix, isn't it the white school? If it's a mix. Um. Actually, if they, it, they never my, integrate black schools. They always integrate white schools. They take the black school. Actually, no. They integrate and shut black it down schools. And integrate the white school. In Charlotte, they integrated black schools. Because West Charlotte was all black then during busing when it was mixed, and now it's all black again because there were enough people that came to town that decided that they didn't want to bust their kids across town, and now it's all black again. Wow. Well, all I know is that shit anyway, had me still. feeling ashamed, being like, what's wrong with my, my children, my family? But then uh, I, I, I did some research. It's not quite as bad as you think. It still gives you the heebie-jeebies, yeah. but it's, it's not quite as bad as you think. But I do think it's some rich people shit because... First of all, I'm not rich. I'm actually not even, I'm not wealthy. But within the nation, like if you do like the median income type shit, you know, we're, we're like upper middle class, which in New York City, with where I live, mm-hmm. means you're like, like, check the check. Living check to check. Everybody else. Check the check. Upper middle yeah. class in New York City er- means er- check er- to everybody check. Everybody no, no, upper middle class, every place else means check to check in New York City. So, I'm saying to say that we're probably like the poorest or one of the poorest families within the school that my children attend. How it's crazy because it's not. It's no, an ultimate. It's not. <laughs> that, that, that's, 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 the that's the crazy part. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm like, what's, what's up with y'all? My father thinks it's because a lot of these kids are being raised by nannies. His, bring them Jamaican nannies into uh, this. No, what his theory is, and yeah, they are mostly like West Indian nannies. It's like all the nannies are either West Indian or like Asian or yeah. Spanish in that order. And um, I agree with that. what he thinks is just, it's just that the nannies, the parents don't spend enough time actually like looking at their kids. And then so these things like metastasize. But the, but the, the nannies, then what are the nannies doing? The nannies just making sure they don't die. They don't. They don't yeah, really. Listen. They don't really give a fuck. That might be true. Listen, they just making sure. If you, catch them, if you catch, if you catch them at the uh, the playground in the right. middle of the day, they they got their own little uh, their group own going, going on. on. That's why we didn't do the nanny thing because we like we need people watching people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because yeah. with the nanny thing, it's like yeah, as long as your kid doesn't die or come home with a catastrophic industry. Uh, in injury, yeah. Like the nanny, does does a nanny really see nannies are one of two things. A West Indian woman who grew up in poverty, <laughs> about to take care of these spoiled ass rich kids, uh, white kids no less. Yeah, or she is like 
a PhD level thinker and this is the only job she could get because she immigrated and America is full of shit when it comes to that type of thing. Yeah. My grandfather came here with a college degree and they made him clean elevators because they didn't recognize it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I mean, listen, but either way, either either of those options, either of those options, it kind of is like, what the fuck am I caring about your kid for? (laughs) I'm away from my children. (laughs) Right. I'm away from my children. How did the lights get into school, Sean? Yeah, who knows? What's the how, issue with? how did the mice get into my apartment four months ago? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what the starting point is, but in in the research, Who's I found all the little like myths that you hear as a kid, like sharing hats. That's not it. It's actually it's it's hair to hair contact. Like, oh, so it, what are they doing? Rubbing each other's heads together? What are they doing? Man, how the hell is that? I mean, I mean but kids, kids are kids are dirty. They That's true. run around. They the run little around. girls are always like. You know, playing in here with and each stuff. other and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I do find hey, it interesting that it happens in private, not public school. Yeah. I think it's worth a study. No, I went to, back pu- to that. I went to public school. I don't know what happens in other parts of the country. I went to public school, Northeast, uh, New York. I remember lights, and they back in the day, they used to send home a note. Like serious. If one, if it was found in one kid, they would send home a note to like the whole grade or whatever yeah. it was. I remember bringing home those notes. In six years of elementary school, like three times. At my daughter's school, it's been multiple. They now it's by email, but it's been multiple times a year, every year. And she's been there for four years. That's a, that's a, that's a bit much. No, no, no. I it's, would it's be crazy. so concerned. And we dodged the bullet until then. That that was our funny. That was like our thing. It was like, damn, we dodged this bullet. But yeah. Anyway, enough, enough about dirt, dirty children. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Plus, dirty tell- babies. By the way, you're immutable, uh, Pisces. By the way, Pisces, mutable. Um, that's what I fit. That's, that, that I is, that's what you figured. Yeah. Um, tell tell us, uh, like me, uh, uh, Mr. Mutable, about your your yeah. So, wifey was in time that we haven't wifey. seen you. Somehow, somebody gonna be saying that. Um, California. My wife was in California for a say week. wifey, man. We 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 still kind of young. Oh, she doesn't like it. She doesn't like when you say wifey. Uh. I don't know why it feels juvenile to me, but whatever. It is it is juvenile. Okay. It is juvenile. Mm-hmm. Okay. 100%. Okay, so I feel, okay. That's I'm, why I'm, I use I'm leaning it. in Stay the right young. direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm leaning in the right direction. So she was going to Cali for a week, so I had the kids. I'm interviewing a whole lot for a new gig. Um, You know, the the the, the my, my birthday falls at the beginning of December, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because given the holidays, given the new year, it ends up being a really extended reflection time yeah and so going back in to start interviewing for all you know because in a similar fashion to, oh gotta keep the bag coming yeah because you gotta pay the bills right yeah so there's like dual it's competing um priorities mm-hmm. like trying to get into the space i want to get into but at the same time i gotta keep things yeah keep things happening. moving yeah and so it's just it was uh you know, the exercise of doing a lot of interviews, because I said, you know, this time looking for a role within in the space that I've been in for the past couple of years, I've been moving with a manager. This time I want to see like what's out there. So I've been doing a lot of interviews, got a lot of interviews actually tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's just good talking to people. And it's good hearing myself tell, tell this story. story. Uh, but what I do recognize is I hate lying. 
So I guess you can't because there's always a question to tell me about what you uh-huh. liked about your last job. There's always that question. I was going to say, going on interviews is basically just lying about yourself in the most undetectable way possible. That's how you if, get the if, job, if you're right? in the, If you're in a situation where, where, where we're trying to basically maintain, you know, being able to collect yeah. money to breathe and eat and feed yeah. and... and take care of ourselves and our kids mm-hmm. collect enough money to live check really, to check really in, to take care of our our others because if it was just me taking care of myself i would not be doing that yeah but but nonetheless what you discover is kind of like um or what i'm getting to is that the pain of being alive without living is like way too heavy like yeah. i know now like i know now with conviction yeah this is gonna be a short-term stay being unemployed yeah. will show you that. Yes, it will. It like, gives you space to get to get to really realize, yo, this shit sucks. This shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. And at some point in time, the people that I'm doing this for are gonna grow up and move out. Yeah. And I'm gonna be left with my life still. Mm-hmm. And what did I make of it? Mm-hmm. And so it's been a real educational thing. But I'm glad I had a chance to, and I'm having a chance to speak with multiple people about even the work that I don't want because it's kind of in some way refining the fact. I don't want that and yeah. helping me also think of ideas and how I can get my Trojan horse into the place that I want to go. So can I offer you five questions? Up. What's up? Okay. So this is, uh, uh, five questions I sent my teammate earlier this morning. Um, and I sent it to her cause usually before we take on a project, we do a team canvas and we ask each other questions about what we, what do we want to get out of it? Um, as strategists. So, but I think this is good for you to ask yourself and come in with questions for discussion so you can lead the narrative before they start asking you questions. And before you get started, this is good for everyone, right? Yeah, this, this is, is good not, for everybody. Is, yeah, See, whether I it's for this work. podcast is going to become educational at some point. <laughs> whether it's for work or, um, you know, just even if you're going after things and you know it's not going to be your dream job yet, I think that there are things that you can keep your eyes on that keep you focused. So that you don't get distracted by all the other shit that you may or may not like. Um, the first one is, what do you want to improve? Whether that's a skill, um, whether that's how you react to things, whether that's interpersonal dynamics, like what do you want to work on? What's something you want to do for the first time? Is there a strength you'd like to apply? Is there a weakness you like to test? Is there a risk that you can take? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So this was something I saw... Actually, I got this from another podcast called Call Your Girlfriend. And um wait, wait, wait. they're not giving no, no, us no, no, a no, no, Don't no. shout them out. No, no, no. Actually, no, I lie. <laughs> I actually lie. That's not where I listened to Call Your Girlfriend. They they were so talking just about false shots. <laughs> yeah, just... No, this this <laughs> this this was Call Your Girlfriend is a pod. It's another podcast. <laughs> it's great because uh it's basically it's your girlfriend on call, which is a cute little line. Anyway, I got those questions from a guy who is a, uh, a chief strategist for his own company. And he's like a master planner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, every time you go into another project, ask yourself these questions so you can remain focused on really coming up with great solutions. But I think this applies to No, it does apply. And, and, and we'll definitely, you know, I'll, I'll get the rest of that list after the have you reviewed that list after the show? Also, wait, the wait, other no, thing that we did... What are the other three questions? Just, 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 those, just were, so, those were, just, the, there were, there were like five, five questions. questions. Oh, five, what, okay, do you, okay. what do you want to improve? What's something you want to do for the first time? Is there a strength you'd like to apply? Is there a weakness you'd like to test? Is there a risk that you can take? 
Clearly, I can't count because I remember hearing all those. <laughs> there is a. Uh, That's all right. We were, we were anyway, having side conversations. No, those are great questions, I, and I think even even in the new role that I'm looking for in in the space that I don't intend to be in. Um, you're right. Those are like great questions because I still want to have an opportunity to learn and grow, no matter what I'm doing, mm-hmm. for something that I can apply to. Yeah. Where I'm where I'm eventually going to go. I find like, like no even, waste of time. I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line. I mean, yeah. It's just no waste of time. Even if it's something that I don't want to be doing. Yeah. Let me picking up some skill. Yeah. Uh, or adding to something that I can, I, I, can I really with. find that like really combing through the job description, which by the way, most job descriptions are trash. So, most people don't really know how to properly staff. So you have to take it with a grain of salt, but when you are really looking through the job description, it's really great to pick out one thing that you feel like is really pivotal or, or it speaks to what you want to really talk about and literally center your complete talk around that and really drive the conversation. I don't like to be, I don't like the conversation to be driven. I like to be the one steering the storytelling. I like to talk the most and ask the most questions because most honestly, most HR people aren't great interviewers. Most people don't know how to ask the right questions. So it's really your responsibility to be driving it because they're not going to be asking you the right questions. You're not going to get the information you need if you let them drive it. Well, the beauty, the beauty in this age, in a sense, is, yeah. is that we collectively have been through enough stops and enough places. Like, you know what you want. I mean, in life in general, but mm. you kind of know what you want. And so most of these interviews have been approached in a sense where I already know what I'm looking for. Like I've had a couple of stops here and went A, I went B, I went C. And so the opening question for them is, is one where it's kind of basically like, yeah, so tell me why you're here. Tell me about yourself, et cetera, et cetera. What brings you to us talking about where you are and kind of why you're looking to leave. Great. Thank you. And then, you know, it's like 10 minutes of this, 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 and this is what I want. Yeah. Am I in the right place? Right. I'm like right. in that place where it's like, I don't really give a fuck. Right. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, I'm, I'm, if it's not the right place, let's yeah. not waste each other's time. Yeah. Well, the, the, what do you say? The nice guy finishes last. Like the guy who doesn't give a fuck tends to get the job. I, I know. Found. And this, this is, I, I like wearing this cloak. So this is a good a trial of wearing that it's cloak good. where I'm not necessarily begging it. Even though mm-hmm. I should be, because I'm out of a well, gig, but I ain't letting them know that. Don't tell them. I'm in the window, that. but they don't know that. So it ain't, no. maintain your the illusion of a position of strength. So speaking of steering conversations, let's steer this conversation okay. over to uh, this special day, um, MLK Day. Yeah. The weekend before, I uh, usually see flyers on the internet of MLK Day parties that are disrespectful. <laughs> they disrespectful. Like I used Sunday to be a party night. promoter. Sunday night used to be Sunday night MLK yeah. used to be. Dude, awesome. Have you seen awesome? Have you you haven't seen these fly? I, I didn't really get much of these this year, so I'm not aged out of it. Or people have finally got the message. They learned <laughs> the lesson. <laughs> but they used to like superimpose like like Martin Luther the King's head on like, you know, a stripper. No, I never said that. God damn. <sighs> I was going to say, like a, 
I was gonna say like a D boy or something. <laughs> like, but she like right here, and his face is right here. Like, I see that's next awful. Next to her booty. I seen, I seen them. They put his yeah. head on like a DJ. They had like a DJ. Like is it like guys? This is all this is scratching, wrong. doing his thing, and they oh, had him on to advertise. Yeah. You know all the Sunday night MLK DJ day DJ parties. The king. So I, I didn't. I didn't see that this year well, wait, as much. The most egregious one I saw was the uh, Coretta Scott King imposed on photoshopped on Beyonce's album cover, where instead of <laughs> Beyonce's head is Coretta Scott King. I'm just like guys. But was this it is for too a far. meme or was it for a party? Because to me, no, it was for a, it was a meme. It was a meme. It wasn't for a party. Have, me personally, I have more forgiveness if it's for a like meme. a meme. No, because that's a meme. Usually, is making a commentary on something. That's true. Or that's usually it, you know, there's there's something to a meme that has some type of redeeming value other than getting a party promoter paid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas it's more of a social, it's more social commentary, really. Right. Yeah. Most memes have some element of social commentary or, 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 or cultural or political commentary. There's some yeah. of a commentary there, but when you put Martin Luther, the King's face on a nigga scratching, uh, <sighs> to a credit Scott King. On yeah. A stripper. Like to, to sell your party. They're wrong. It, it's it it's not popping work. to me, but but plus you we were talking earlier. You said you had seen some other um uh MLK Day outrageous, and the thing is, it doesn't even outrage me. I think the shit is hilarious. It makes me be like, yeah, this is why I love and hate my people at the same time. Because <laughs> yeah. only we, because these are for black parties. Let's get this. Let's get this very oh, clear. For sure. these, are, these are not. These are not. These are not oh, white yeah, folks yeah. doing I mean, this. These ain't white folks. Uh, no, no, no. And so it, it the creativity. As well as the I don't give a fuckness of it all. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love a Sunday night party when you know you ain't got nowhere yeah, to go no, on Monday? No, it's not it just about feels extra lit. It's, it's about the fly. It's about the use of Martin Luther the King's yeah, no, listen, image. I want to let everybody. I want to. I want to shout out to any promoters listening to us. You do not have to use any imagery of MLK you or Coretta Scott it. King on your fly. You. We all know what day it is. We How all know that Coretta we don't have work in this fuck shit. How did Coretta get I don't know. Involved? I really, I'm so mad that tomorrow. I didn't save it for you because <laughs> we don't have work tomorrow. We know why you're doing it. We there. You don't have to put, you don't have to put Martin on there. You don't have to put anybody. Well, you don't have to put Ralph Abernathy on there. You don't have to put none of that on there. We're they good. don't know who Ralph Abernathy is. Today is going to come party dog. Today is the day. Of the no work, no school. So did you? Did you? You said said you had seen some other social media shit. Well, I, no, I think I think Jim was um, today was just like the, with the us feed, with the, like the how feed. everybody goes through on social media and picks oh, out yeah. the "I have a dream" speech. Oh, and picks everyone, everybody and got a quote. Everyone gets, everybody's got a quote. MLK Day is definitely a I fake, have a dream a fake quote. deep day. MLK fake Day is day. definitely a fake. Well, there are a few fake deep days. Oh, fake deep days, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. are a few fake deep days every year. I like that. Is that a, is that a hashtag? Is that is that yours? Did you write that? Um, I feel like I might have seen that somewhere. <laughs> fake deep days. It just came to like me it. just now, like but it may have, you know. But it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's true. It's, it's, true. Like, it it's a lot of posting. It's right. a lot of. It is a lot of that. What was your favorite fake deep quote you saw today? Oh. <sighs> many yeah I, I don't think i don't think i, I mean, can can we choose i mean 
There's a lot. I, I got a good I'll, one. I'll, 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 I'll go, go for it. You seem like you well, have a it's, it's not so much it was a fake deep quote. It was just, it's my homegirl. I love her. So I'm not going to say her name. Mm. <laughs> and she is, she's so woke. She's definitely a woke bae. Um, her husband is lucky to have her. But she posted something of uh, one of the, along the lines of now more than ever. She posted like, uh, uh, you know, kind of a ever. quote. I don't, I don't know if there was a photo attached of like, you know, an image of his face. But it was definitely a quote from the I Have a Dream speech, which is clearly the only speech that Martin ever gave that, right. that anyone cares about. Um, but it was a line that everyone knows from the speech. And then, you know, the caption was something along the lines of now more than ever, we need to hold on to his dream. and. Mm. One of those kumbaya type shits. You know, I'm anti kumbaya. I think you haven't figured that yeah, right figured now. Yeah, figured that out by now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those that. things where it's like, come on, no, not now more than ever. We need to keep his dream in mind. Like his dream is already over. The shit is a nightmare at this point. I mean, we just we need we, the, we the need world the dream is different. To end. We need Martin's dream to end. I don't understand that, but okay. What I mean is, niggas need to wake the fuck up. <laughs> like fuck dreaming. Dreaming? Mm. No, that's a word. That's a word. Why would you stop dreaming? Dream. Okay, I'm I'm really giving some hot takes right now, which we're about to get into. But like, I just what I really mean by niggas need to wake up and stop dreaming is like, he had the dream for us. We know the dream. Now we need to implement the dream. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter is or in my my opinion on the matter is that we're the only ones who are trying to enact his dream. You mean yeah. we as in, we, black, we as in people? black people? Yeah, writ, writ yeah. large, writ right. large. Yeah. Right. You know, I got a hashtag in not all white people, not all white people, or new hashtag not all non-blacks. No, <laughs> I, I get that I would say most of the white people and non-black people with whom I associate are very much about my survival mm-hmm. and you're thriving the, the thriving of my people like okay. so it's good to know that's my preface however writ large i feel like we're the only ones who's about this dream we love to hold on to like our 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 ancestors and like their I guess their dream, I'm looking for another word, but I, I, I feel like because it was such an iconic time and like the energy of consciousness really shifted at that time, it's the only, it's, I feel like it's like the only example we have to look to where somebody was really doing, uh, like they dedicated their entire life to shifting something and they put themselves in, in basically in harm's way for the benefit of other people. And I don't feel like we really have anything like that. So I feel like that's why he's so revered. I mean, the government also killed him. So, I mean, <laughs> for somebody uh, who's so important, <laughs> the government also like killed MLK. So James, I mean, James Earl Ray, actually. No, no, the, the, the government, <laughs> I'll let you. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to get into this. Okay, knows, we're not going to get into that. He okay. knows that the president at the time was a Democrat, so he can't say the government because he's a Democrat. But well, <laughs> I I won't I won't open that worm can of worms. The, the thing to me that gets me hole, the fine. most though, really about the whole Martin's dream thing, is like 
that was not the last speech he gave. It's not like that's he gave, thing. I have that a dream, the and then got assassinated, and then that's all we know of him. Like, that was the last we know of his thought process. He actually, after that, and plus can attest, because he's much more of the Martin Luther the King uh, scholar than yeah. I am. I wouldn't even use the word scholar in association with my, myself on this topic, but he was moving away from his dream. He was becoming more Malcolm, really. He was towards the end of his. He, he and Malcolm. He, he was realizing that yeah. his dream, but Malcolm was moved towards him a too. Dream. Malcolm was moving towards him too. Uh, Malcolm just moved away from the idea that white people were inherently devilish. Like that, that by, was by that way was his, of blood. That's a significant move, though. No, that is a significant move. But I don't know if he was moving all the way to integration. No, no, no. But he was moving. What I'm, what I'm saying is, they, they both were moving off of their original um, sides. Sides. So yeah, by yeah. the time King, like by '67, his Let's last book. You got dates and years and shit. School us, school us. No, mother. I mean, but after like civil rights. Act and Voting Rights Act were passed. No, 67, 67. By 67, in the aftermath of that, you know, after the, the dream got these legislative pieces passed, he had, you know, become a little disheartened by the lack of commitment mm-hmm. to making those things real, you know? I Have a Dream is popular because it's... It's, it's hopeful. It's, it's hopeful, but it's the most that white people could stand and still can stand. In terms of like still can stand still can stand because to Hashtag to your point to your point like there are many other I'm sure speeches and talks that he gave where he was starting to kind of come like you just said wake up to the fact that like everybody is not committed to this equality the same way that we are like he we understand that when we get free everybody benefits right, right? but Again, I will say this, like it doesn't the fact that we're still having firsts in the black community is not for lack of genius or brilliance in our community. It's everyone is waiting for white people to grow the fuck we're up. We're all waiting for white and that's and that's, 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 and that's really what, he was what it talking comes about down at the to. end. And he was like, you know, this this cannot actually last forever, white America. You are going to like not just white people opposing us, but for the white liberals that think they're actually marching beside us, mm-hmm. all of you have to understand you're not really paying. You haven't paid the price yet. You haven't you actually given us our ugly. due. And if you don't, nothing's going to stay nonviolent forever. You know, at some point in time, this is going to come apart because people can't just sit on and wait for this to come about forever. And that's why I always talk to you about, you know, we're at that place now where majority minority is about to flip. Mm-hmm. White people have never had to share power. Mm-hmm. And we've been begging them for years that, you know, listen, the, the, your, your, your creed of America is about sharing power. Mm-hmm. It's about sharing democracy. And if you don't do it, you're going to be forced to do it soon. Mm-hmm. How are you going to act? Because when you've been faced with that in the past, you've acted completely ugly and violent and right. in, in an in a inhumane manner. But when you're forced to do it, What's going to happen? Because that day is now on the clock. It's happening. I think the only thing I, I, I agree with everything you just said. Only nuance I would add to that, which we have to remember as, as black people, is that 
anti-blackness is not the sole province of white people. And so no. this whole idea of no. majority minority, it's not that the original workhorses of this country, the original like um uh and what was the word? Anyway, basically black folks. Um it's not as if we're going to become the majority. There's just going to be if you collect all the minorities together as a group, non-whites will be, will be the minority, excuse me, will be the majority mm-hmm. within our lifetime. But that doesn't mean that all of them. That don't mean it's going to get better for us. No, 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 necessarily. I agree. I, no, I agree with you. But what I'm saying is what in what his point was, because in his last book, he writes these different chapters, one particular about our very time called racism and the white backlash, which is what we're in following Obama. But he also writes a, 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 a chapter about black power, which was rising at that time in 67 in the aftermath in which people were feeling disheartened about the progress that was being made after all of the nonviolence. They were like, fuck that. And it's like, no, man, listen, there's never going to be. He said, what we have to understand is that black people will always need white people and white people will need black people. He said, if I were if I were to go to the hope at the whole tep in me disagrees with I know, that statement. but listen, he said I agree with you too there, brother. But listen, he uses an example of Alabama. He says in XYZ counties, let's say there's fifty counties. He said there's there's five counties in here that are all black, that are majority black. Is it better for us to send five blacks to Congress out of the fifty congressional seats from Alabama? Or is it better for us to work to send 20 blacks to Congress with a coalition of white people who will march beside us, send 20 congressional blacks to Congress? So there's a need in this country for us to understand that there is no road that the black people can walk down by themselves and that white people understand that there's no road that they can walk down by themselves. There are plenty of roads that they can walk down by themselves. Like that road. That does not end... In our mutual destruction. I don't know about that. That road in Get Out. If a white dude was walking down that road, you know the opening <laughs> opening scene where homies walking down the road. If a white guy was walking down that road by himself, you'd have been fine. Only been the black fine. man got destroyed. Universal Road, my man. That's just one neighborhood. I, That's not I don't any, know. That seems like that a same, I mean, conceptually, that same I understand that. In Brooklyn, different. It, there's there's roads he can walk. The, the the idea was that universally or universally meaning America, we don't understand that we actually have to walk together through this. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever referred to your children as monkeys? <laughs> no. You don't have any children, Jan. I'm asking him. I don't and think I've a, ever heard him exact, say it. Here's an exact example of what I'm talking about, where you can't go down a road with just white people on your staff. Yeah. You got to have the you integration. You have to have a mix of people on your staff to let you know what's proper. Let them know what happened about the monkey. Talk well, to I mean, about I, the monkey. At, at this point, everyone knows what happened uh, with the, <laughs> the... H&M monkey. Just in case. The, the, H&M, the, the H&M, H&M monkey The cool, coolest monkey in the jungle. But you know what? I've, I've thought about it since then. I, I don't know if I want to rehash. I think everyone knows what happened, basically, with the H&M. They have they're the modeling sweatshirts. They're selling the sweatshirts, and they happen to put a sweatshirt on the little black boy that that read Coolest Monkey in the Jungle. As someone who, as mentioned earlier, sends his children to school with, with many white people, 
I have been shocked over the past four years at how often white people refer to their children as monkeys. So like into their faces, like my little monkey, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I just realized that's something they do. So I don't think that it was an intentional no, racist I don't, act. I don't think it was intentional. But as someone who worked in advertising and has worked in creative production my entire adult life, I know that those type of things go through tons of people. Tons of people. You got to get through levels. Dozens, you, it, dozens not like of people someone, saw one that. person signs off on it. Dozens Which of means people saw there's that. no one of There was color. no one in that line. No one of color. Well, let's not say no one of color. No one of color who had a voice that mattered. Right. Because someone could have said something. Some junior art director could have been like, yo, Maybe. I don't think that's the move. Maybe. Now, let me ask you this, though. <laughs> but also, was it, this is coming out of the UK. This it wasn't out of the UK, US. Yeah. The it, this UK has came a out different, of the UK. They have a different vibe to No, towards. Europeans been... All white, white folks from Europe to the United States been calling us monkeys for... Yeah. Centuries. Here's the thing, though, but they don't, there isn't an outrage the same way that America has outrage. Like, we're very quick to be triggered, rightfully the U- so. In the UK or not? Rightfully so. Black, you know, black they, people they are, not are as polite, and triggered. I'm putting it in air quotes, polite to a fault. Yeah. Because their racism is so deep and so embedded, they don't even know that they're racist. I mean, Europeans don't think that the colonization means anything to the rest of the world. They don't even realize it. They don't care. Well, you know, the mama, the boy's mother, was like, what's the big deal? Because she needed that money. And she's a full, you know, <laughs> black woman. She's not half. She's like, give me that bag. So don't, like, don't, interrupt, don't interrupt my situation. I mean, you know, it costs money. You, you, I, I you would can, think that's where she was coming bliss, from. You could be blissfully unaware Listen, that that's that, what I think she was coming that, from. I think she was blissfully unaware. Blissfully unaware that that means something for him to be in a sweatshirt. Yeah, and money. and it means something. And it's, it, I mean, even if she got paid, the least she could have said was like, "Yeah, I took the money, and now that I see that, like, this is horribly upsetting to the rest of the world. Like, you know, I would have loved to have known that." Where you know whatever he was in, that this was going to be on it, but what I'm disturbs sure me about I, it, she didn't know. Which is what okay. disturbs me about this? I guess this is this. This show should be called "What Disturbs Me About Black People." <laughs> like what disturbs me about a lot of black Shit. people is this: we allow ourselves to fall into this ahistorical trap. Like yes, in and of itself, there was it was no big deal. We I think we can all agree that H and M was not they didn't target to put it on this boy like i think it was like the way these photo shoots go like they put the outfits on like all the kids they take all the kids in the photos but somehow he looked like the appropriate person for that all i'm saying is that i'm not saying that's subconscious it's completely ahistorical for her to say it's not a big deal. I can get that it's not a big deal to her about her son because she knows her son is no one's monkey. But in terms of representation and historically, we've been compared to monkeys since white supremacy was invented about 500 years ago or so. Right. So that's 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 quite a few generations for you to not right. know that that's a thing. I mean, it it still reverberates. I mean, this 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 fuck up really was big enough for South Africa. Now there are no H and M stores. They've shut all of them down. Well, well, there are H and M stores. No, no. I mean, in South Africa. 
Well, no, what happened in South Africa is this is how fake ass Americans are and how real fucking Africans are. South Africa, <laughs> there were at least two stores that were vandalized. Like, and when I say vandalized, no one didn't like spray paint the shit. They like broke in, broke down the windows, trashed like the whole style. store. Riot style vandalized, yeah. except there were no riots. Yeah. Um, based yeah, on, yeah, on this stuff. And so the the parent company, as it were, the home office, mm-hmm. for those of us who come from colonized backgrounds. <laughs> the, they said we must shut these stores down. So the they for the they said quote unquote for the safety of their workers, which really means quote unquote for the safety of my merchandise. Yeah. Fuck my workers. For the safety of my shit. merchandise, they um they they close them all down temporarily. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna wait it oh, okay. out. They're basically okay. trying so to it's wait a temporary out temporary close, and they're just trying to wait for heads to, to cool down. Is that yeah, chocolate that, you got over there? They're they definitely waiting for <laughs> for for the real ass South Africans. But you gotta remember, I mean, South Africans. I mean, it, South Africa is the home of the Soweto up, uprising. Like, I mean, where you had middle and high school age children facing down police with guns. Yeah. So. I'm I'm very proud of Zulus in general, <laughs> and so that that sounds like some Zulu uh, shit to do or or Kosa some shit like that. So um, there's that. I mean, are, are we boycotting H and M? Like what what's what's our plan I here? Am. As, as waiting for aliens, what's our what's our plan? I'm boycotting H and M. I think it was just absolutely ridiculous. And you know what? I can afford to not shop there. Mm. I've stopped shopping there because um, everyone could tell it was H and M. I'd rather go to Uniqlo. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm gonna buy yeah, cheap it's gonna shit, be one of those two. It's gonna, if I'm gonna buy cheap shit, I'm gonna go to Uniqlo. Well, Maybe I, Top Shop. When I say afford, I don't mean like I can afford more. I'm saying there's so much like variety in women's fashion that I, I can. And also, I don't have to shop H and M. The H and M, the H and M shit falls apart. Yeah. After a few washes, so yeah, it's like, I mean, well, well, you get what you pay for. But let me ask you this: <laughs> um, in this tortoise situation, right? Like, okay, store is wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Cane is wrong, whatever. How do they cure that such that they bring you back in? So you start boycotting them. Are you what saying they the have boycott is indefinite? Are you saying that there is something they can do to make it right? What do they do to make it right? That's a good, good question because I don't know that changing the expression, meaning like more diversity in their models, I don't, I don't think that actually there is anything that they can do because intellectually I know that there's still white people within the senior ranks and executive ranks that was well, they're, that, they're, that they're, what they're they can my, do? are you saying that's what they can do yeah maybe maybe that's it like really hire more people of color who are decision makers about the the way that designs are curated on their clothes the problem is with that model to me is that you're going to end up hiring most of the people of color that you're going to end up hiring are going to be like the the, the boy's so mom they're going to be like the boy's mom in order to get the way the way our system going to end up like the boy's mom Leave the boy's mom out of it because she no, got no, 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 emotional I, I ties that I, can't, I don't think no, you can extrapolate. I can't leave the boy's I can't leave the boy's mom out of it because she said, "What's the big deal?" I can't leave yeah, her out but of she's it. She's got it's a, a different mindset. tie to it. No, 
It's a mindset. You got a different tie it's to a, it. Though, no. Bro. You I'm and not, I are buying clothes from there. We're not, we're not getting paid no, by H&M. That's not the, the, the well, you're, you're going away from the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that most of the black people who can get to that level would let that shirt go too. Most of them. Not all of them. Most of them that he gets to Wait, the level. For exe- you talking about executives? Yeah. Oh, you're saying that if there were black people in the line of sign offs that got that shirt on the rack, you're saying they would have let that go also? I think hmm. for the most part, I think for the most part, based on the fact that it went through now. So these are because here's the thing. It's not just a. <laughs> The, the solution is not just the hiring black people thing. The hiring black people thing has to do with the fact that without a formal education and historical knowledge, we have tended to learn these things at home. We've tended to learn these types of things just through our experience. And no, I mean, that's why we were outraged because we're like, wait a minute, we know this shit, mm-hmm. but the, the real issue is not so much hiring black people because like, I, as I said, my suspicion is the black people that could get to that level might not know the shit either. The, the thing is white, the white people that, that made these decisions should have known that that shit was whack. And they would know that if our education system actually taught history, right. actually taught white people, what actually happened, what actually happened. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree. I agree. Like niggas ain't see bamboozled. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I, let, I let's agree, not forget but this but, is but, UK. But, but, but this is back, not the US. But but back to the question matter. though. So what so what well, takes it for you, oh, to what would take it for you? So it's like I'm never shopping at HM again. Like I'm never eating um, at Denny's ever well, again. <laughs> you know what I'm here's saying? Here's the thing. Is it that two things? One, for me personally, I don't recall the last time I went to HM, I had no children. My oldest daughter is going on seven. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. And so it was before I had her was the last that's time I've been to H&M. That's before I even discovered so, H&M. So, <laughs> like, the last time I've been to H&M is when it was, like, really kind of new in terms yeah. of the United States. Um, so that's, that's one thing. So I don't know what would bring me back. And the other thing is, if I were boycotting H&M for this reason, I probably would never come back unless I was in need, like, in the sense of I needed to buy something for my own personal reasons. Yeah. And my option was to go to H&M or not have right. this thing that I need, whether right. it's a tie, this piece of clothing that I need for whatever reason. Yeah. So, so you're basically already out. I'm out. And it's uh, like, I'm already it's like clock the door for you. And it's like, yeah. so all this did for me was be like, oh yeah, I'm really out. Yeah. Because I had already, for my own reasons that had nothing to do with their politics, I was just not really shopping there. But now I'm like, yeah, I'm really out. You got to be no, like. No, I'm, yeah, I'm out. I mean, I mean, it's a really multiracial store when I'm, I've, I've never been to a store that's not like very diverse in its look and, and people I mean, that are they're looking, Swedish. That they're some there, of the nicest. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what? Are all, all the people I mean, there you now going to be. Listen, I think white? when we talk about the Would Swedes you work there? and people in Norway, I'm sure all of them are really nice. I when there's no friction, Very, a societal yeah. point of view, yeah. everybody's happy when everybody culturally is looking in the same direction. So I take that shit with a grain of salt. I think we were talking about this last week. Uh, Kuga, 
and you know <laughs> this this cultural phenomenon that happens um during the winter time because it's you know it's like their happiest time basically because it's so fucking cold out and you know everybody congregates around a fire or it's you know, fucked up. it gets fucked food. up and they're drinking and they're happy and they said that huga the the cultural sensation of huga is basically akin to the way Americans think about freedom like it's that embedded in their culture that embedded in their their concept of why why their their country exists right it's their story and i just think that like it's easy for them to say that because All everybody white. looks the same everybody's white and uh you know they 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 have no reason to think outside of themselves so even when you think about when you when you're thinking about a company that's from <laughs> that's 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 based out of out of out of Sweden, you're not ever thinking about is this culturally sensitive? Will this hurt someone's feelings? I'm not, they, I they, don't blame H and M in Sweden because there's several different divisions. That shit, the overlords in Sweden probably didn't even see this thing until this shit blew up. They had yeah. no idea about this. But there until... are still people like there are directors of merchandising. There are creative directors who are Swedes who should know that like on some, let me take a second look at this. this so might so, be culturally. Let me, let me there, throw the question. There's no redemption for H&M. Is that what we're basically? No, doing? let me show the question back at you. What, what, I mean, what, what ba- would be I'm redemption done. for you? What would be redemption for you for H&M? Better clothes <laughs> I mean, to, to be honest with you, you haven't shopped at H and M ever, have you? Absolutely. Once I discovered H and M, he's wearing H and M right now. Head to toe. put me on it, and I was like, "Oh shit, cheap." It, does Dollish. it fit you because you're tall? The only thing on and his like, body right now that, that's not H and M is, is his sneakers. Only oh. the damn, you're fucking right right now. <laughs> I was just joking. You're as drawing. Are you wearing H and M underwear? I actually am. As I'm reviewing the situation now, I'm like, oh shit, I am. So you can't boycott. Like, yeah, I mean, part, part of this roundtable circle was maybe trying to gather excuses as to when I can forgive H and M. You, you cannot in. boycott. I mean, there's Uniqlo, so I'm, I'm I, I am. Yeah, good for make that. the but switch. Make the switch. Get with no the switch. Japanese. I shop at Uniqlo now. It just means I have to pick up more clothes from Uniqlo. But yeah. I, but but I mean, it was a general Japanese question. racism is equal opportunity. <laughs> so get, get with Uniqlo. True. Uh, no, I was That's just true. asking a question as to when these situations occur. Is there a place of redemption to say we're never shopping there again, or is right. there something that you can do that's that that cures this situation? I think it depends. Yeah. I think for the younger generation, for people coming up, they'll fix it somehow, even if it's just time and they don't really change shit internally. I do, my opinion, my, I suspect that they're going to, this won't happen to them again. I, yeah. I think they're, 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 scan, they're Scandinavians. They're Scandinavians. They what button their mean? shit up. They're going to, they're going to, no. they're going to button up. I think it's just cultural. I think if H&M was a British or an American country, uh, company, the shit would happen over and over again. Nah. Yes. Nah. Americans, Brits and Americans in particular are sloppy as shit. They compared are. to Scandinavians. You, my nigga, you must not know a lot no, of what Scandinavians. I'm, no, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm mistakes happen. You. All I'm just saying is mistakes happen. <laughs> they do. And, 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 and the Scandinavians and, and Germans, too. They happen once. <laughs> and that's it. Agreed. Americans make the same mistake over and over. Because Germans, Germans will put their over, history in, and over, in, in, in and right over. in front of, and over. you know, they'll again, have it out mistakes. for everybody to people say, remember mistakes. that shit? That shit was terrible. We're right. never going to do this shit again. People make mistakes. You forgive them. If they do a second and third time, it's like, all right, relax. 
Yo. I see where you are. So he's basically going to be in H and M tomorrow, looking yeah, for label, basically. looking for labelless shit <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't say anything about H and M on it. He was also the same one that was like would not give up football. Listen, my nigga, this was you. <laughs> oh. This was you. This was you. Let me just say. Let me just say. <laughs> I, I let him off the hook for the football because the niggas playing football couldn't give up football. So I mean, yeah. I mean, five, I, mean I can't give you too five, much. Shit five dollar hoodies. Yeah, I can't you know, give too so, much. Let's 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 move on from this um, and start getting in, into a, a couple of a, a quick hits about. Um, well, you had a story about the Hawaii ballistic missile alert was some crazy that shit. That was crazy. It was, man. It was. Um, so but you know someone who's yeah, involved so, in that. So so as you guys know, you know the person know. who sent the text out. Hawaii. <laughs> no, the person that got well, the their text. set it off. <laughs> um, no, the person who actually sent it. Who yeah. sent that text is I what I want They're blaming it on someone who... Yeah, somebody who there was... There was a difference between the testing missile alert and the actual missing and alert. And the actual missile it didn't alert. Say, it didn't say test. No, no, no that's the problem. <laughs> it, was, it, it was like they were you know, testing the missile alert. You know, I have my conspiracy theories being... about what this actually... Was about okay. Well, sign of the times. Let, let plus get sign of the times on, that we're living let, in. Let, let plus get into his story. Hawaii. Talk about your conspiracy theory. Okay. <laughs> Hawaii sends out uh, basically a, 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 a missile alert. Yeah, niggas, niggas know what happened. But I want to know what happened with your people. Maybe not everybody. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Just just explain. But uh, sends out a missile alert, Ignorant. and Hawaii goes through, and all the citizens basically grow through a real life. What ends up being in a war games. It was real life war games. Absolutely. Go see war games to youngins. It's a good movie. Um, go do a whole real life, Netflix. getting in the Netflix. bunkers, running for safety, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, my wife, uh, one of my wife's coworkers has a brother that lives in Hawaii. He gives her a call. Gives his sister a call. And he's basically like, I just want to call and say, I love you. And he's like, you know, cool. And then, you know, she's like, what's, what's going on? And he says it again. And then blah, 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 whatever. She forces him to tell him what the hell is going on. And he's like, listen, you know, I think missile. a nuclear um, missile headed toward us. And so I just want to say that. And then they sat on the phone for the next hour basically essentially crying with each other and then of course find out that it was all basically um uh, a mistake a mistake oh, um, worst mistake ever the mistake is one thing but it's it's the world that we're living in right now which brings us to the point of now it's like when i was back it's, it's taking me back to when i was a kid and it was like you're you're worried about the russians sending a bomb over and you're watching like the day after and you're going through drills in school where it's like you have to go out into the hallway and you have to bend down and put your head between your you head. Yeah. yeah 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 i, I never had to bend down on a on a drill they used to make y'all bend over well you're yeah, sitting you down in, and you're bending a, over oh, supposed oh, to do like this or whatever or or have conversations that sounded like some some like neverland ranch shit he's talking about oh see now you some country <laughs> shit that's what it is you saying that's how mike J was first of all oh, yeah, I, right. I, I don't know let's look let's not get sidetracked anyway but no it's like you know and then my and then my wife is having to talk with me after in the in the wake of that about how like uh, you need to let it let our neighbors know downstairs that uh, if any of this happens, we're gonna have to come down there. I'm like, well, of course, if something goes on like that, they're gonna yeah. 
need to let us down there in the basement because she's like, you know, concrete is the brick and concrete is the best place to be. Um, it's just wild having to think of all of this. The terror, though, like the uh, first right 15 now. minutes of terror of you being like, yo, this is it. Like, this ain't the first time North Korea has been a threat. And it's just all of a sudden over the past during the 65 days. Now it's like we're having to think That's about insane. all this. This is the first time um, since they've claimed to have missiles that can reach any city in the U.S. Although that's probably a lie. However, the Western U.S., I mean, I think that they have missiles now that can reach Hawaii. I oh, mean, yeah, Hawaii is not absolutely. far. Yeah. Hawaii's not People far. forget Hawaii. The reason Hawaiians, like real Hawaiians, not like, you know, just like white people and black people who live in Hawaii. Barack but like Obama, real Hawaiians, like are Samoans. It's because... The shit is closer to Japan. The <laughs> island's actually closer to Japan than it is to yeah, the United States. Yeah. So North Korea could probably reach Hawaii with a missile right now. Very quickly. Right now. Like very quickly. At least the 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 uh westernmost island, if anything. The fact that like everyone is not outraged, I mean I guess you could be outraged. I'm outraged. But what, that but, shit is but crazy. It is crazy. And to me, like it's, it's an amber it's, alert. It's you just send a tech, a, a, a everybody missile, gets that a shit. missile warning. Like it's an amber alert. Like that, that's no, a no. whole nother level. My thing is, I feel like no explanation is good enough. And the explanations that they gave in uh, the news cycles just felt like a cover up to me because Tell us about the cover up. Well, I just feel like the same way Facebook pushes our, our, our comforts about privacy where all of a sudden they'll be like, by the way, we've changed your newsfeed or, you know, privacy settings have changed and everybody gets all up in arms and they go, oh, oh, sorry, we're, we're, we're bad. And they pull back. But where they pull back, we've just adjusted now the new, right. the, the new top. So is right? this Trump's fault? It's not Trump's fault, but I, I do think this is this was I'm definitely. I'm mad that you said it's not Trump's fault. Well, I wanted it to be his fault. I don't know that it's his fault. Wait, It's not really about fault for him. It's really almost more about how is the general public going to react when this threat actually becomes real? What are people going to do? I I, kind of feel like, again, you guys know I'm I'm a proponent of like the things that the government uh, does sometimes is really not because it's necessary, but because they're trying to cover things up. They distract the country with consumerism. They distract the country with uh, incessant news cycles, overworking. And so, like, there are things that are done in plain sight that we're just too distracted to see. Now, to say that this was a mass distraction tactic, like, would sound crazy. But I do think that, like, for something to be like, oh, I pushed the wrong button and you can annihilate an entire state of people. Yeah, but it seems my a question bit, is though, it seems a bit daft, no? Yeah, but what but, is the but, distraction? But, but what do you think the distraction is for? Exactly. That's not my question. I, I, I and I don't what, have I don't have an answer. I don't from? have an answer for it. I, I almost think it's almost like, can we push people's can we almost get people comfortable with the chaos that's imminent so that we can figure out how to control them when this actually happens? So you want some long? It's a, some long it's a game long distraction. Game. It's not a distraction. No, from something that's I, current. I, I believe it's a long game. I, I, I believe it's a pre distraction. It's a pre distraction. If you're saying it's a distraction, I believe it's a long game. But I'm I'm trying to get an understanding of. I'm still working no, it out she, in my she's head. Saying, she's saying that the distraction is not 
for something that's happening now. But they're it's, test, it's almost like they, it's a it's test a that they're set, that, that, yeah. that, that's going to happen they're later. Like, what so she can know we what do that if is this yet. launches and we get this type of response and this rep, this ripple happens? What can we control? Now I would what say what energy can we get from everyone being outraged? What out what what what? Jason, because you're 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 leaving everyone vulnerable at that point. So anything that if a missile is coming and a whole state of people are like, oh, my God, what do we do? And then you basically have all of these people at the at your fingertips. They are going to submit to, to whatever so to you have to say. Freedoms to, they need to. Yes. To get to get through the situation. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, so, that's, that's the trade off of like protection and, um, and freedoms. But is it is it real? That's the thing. It's like, it, it, is it real? I, see, I don't know if I buy all this deep state conspiracy shit. Um, however, you know, up until it when you said crazy, but no, no, no it, it didn't level, sound. It, did, it sounded crazy up until you said that it's a pre setup. I get that because yeah. I have another friend who's also very conspiracy theory, <laughs> deep state yeah. type dude, and um, he'll say something like along the lines of it's a distraction from something that's happening now, like something like it's a distraction from. Them digging for coltan with child soldiers in the Congo. Like he's on some other shit. And I'm like, my nigga. (laughs) Like these Americans don't care about that either way. (laughs) They don't need to be distracted from that. Yeah, word. They they want their iPhones. They don't don't care about that. So, so, so no. But if you're saying it's it's a way to test. So basically, the idea is that what you what you're saying kind of is that. They expect whoever this they is, mm-hmm. deep state or just regular government, expects there to be some type of conflict, open conflict with North Korea in the near future. Well, see, I, I, I since they're testing on the this other out. way, since I would I would have thought would have thought that situation would be more beneficial to North Korea because North Korea can watch and see how we're reacting. Maybe. Something were to come off and go off. And they're like, oh, this is how they react. Now we know how to really get them if X, Y, Z. It's like it's like uh, if I'm planning on uh, robbing a bank, mm-hmm. I might throw some sort of distraction at that bank so I can see how the guards move and shit. And I'm like, right. oh, cool. So when I really rob the bank, I know what the I fuck know is what up. I know what to do. Like the right. past day back in the world trade bombing before the real world trade bombing so they could see how people react. Then they you, came back and they bombed the building. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying that the 1990, the 1993 bombing was a a a, a, a pre a, a test for 9/11. So there it is, was around. <sighs> I don't know. I, I was here for that. I don't know. But 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 it's, it's a theory. It's a theory of checking out how things are going to move. That's not a bad before, theory, you know. And yeah. you know what? Your your theory about this, I'm saying the other thing. Eh, maybe it's not a bad theory. But it's not a bad theory. The question is, the guy who sent out the text, because we know it's a guy. A woman would have been much more circumspect. Um, the guy who sent out the text, oh, maybe he's a North Korean agent. Has anyone checked his last name? Is his last name Park or Kim? Oh, wow. We're, diving, it, we're diving there? I'm just saying. <laughs> Choro? I'm just saying. So, so um, <laughs> I just checked. <laughs> speaking speaking of distractions, my 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 deep state conspiracy theorist friend guy also feels that the um shithole comments from uh your president, mm. not mine, 
Um, hour. You're right. Not mine. Not yours. Hour. You're right. I, I, I was he thinks that's a distraction. That. He thinks that 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 is a distraction. The focus on that is a distraction. I mean, as someone who comes from the, the shithole continent, yeah. Um, it might have and been just a, a distraction the from country that he mentioned, uh, um, Fire and Fury. Fire and Fury book. Remember, the shithole comic came three days after the launch of that book. Do you think it was a distraction from the book? Yeah, because the book was full of fucking detail. But here's the thing about the book. The book was one, mostly gossip. I believe it. I think that the author is standing Page on his, Turner, by the way. What, it is. Um... Thank you for that link, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Still gotta read it. You didn't read it yet? I haven't read it. I know it's a page turner. Because I read a couple of pages and I was like, damn, this is a page turner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you turned up. But I put like, it down. I'm gonna get back to <laughs> this. I put it down. I'll get back to this. You know, apparently. What was I saying? What was I saying? Um, yeah. So for oh yeah, for it to be a distraction from that book, the book number one is mostly gossip, and also doesn't he say a bunch of racist dumb shit in the book too? Yeah, but I think yeah. it's enough. Like, how does enough- racist dumb shit, and it's not just like racist shit, it's dumb racist shit. Right. How does dumb racist shit, like not smart racist shit like, like Flint, Michigan water, but like dumb racist shit like Africa's it, a shithole. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still damaging on some level by writing the book to the administration. Oh, oh, yeah. oh no, definitely, definitely. What you I'm know? saying is, how was the shithole comments any better? Any better. That's, that's the point I'm making. Well, unless their whole goal is like, unless their goal is like, I don't really care how it makes me look. I just want this guy to get less money. Like, I don't know what his their whole. Um, I I don't know. I I think what is what is the is it just to pivot off of the pivot away from? So I think it was whatever is more damaging. I I think I think whether it was an intentional distraction or not, it's a distraction. I mean, the intention of the statement is still the same, which was basically I don't want to let people into this country who are brown and black. Instead, mm-hmm. why can't we get people from a place like Norway that's all white and which I laugh at, which we were laughing at because it was like, why the fuck would Norway want to leave their happy homes, even though it's cold as shit up there to come over they to this fucking place? There. They don't want to come here. Hickey season, man. It's, 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 it's hickey season over here. It's Listen, hick season over here. <laughs> I don't mind if more Norway. I don't want to come to America at this point in time. They're, they're like, you can it's season Let me tell you something. Healthcare. As a hotep, Norwegians are tall and blonde and beautiful. I want more of them here. No, you don't. Oh, oh yes, I do. You want those Vikings over here? I mean, ain't no more with Vikings getting mixed up in. They're not going to stay the same. Their parents I, should know listen, that before Vikings they come. Vikings look good. I have, coincidentally, it's funny that he mentioned Norway. Coincidentally, I have no, Nor- a few good Norwegian friends. Yeah. Who, they're not Norwegian like they grew up in Norway, but their families are Norway. So uh, one of my friends is like, was Miss Teen Norway, even though she's an American, like, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Her, her brother, her mother, and her father, all fucking Norwegians, mm-hmm. are gorgeous. Mm. Her husband, she managed to randomly find a Norwegian guy to marry. Like, she wasn't looking for it. Randomly managed to find a Norwegian guy to marry. He's not so good looking, but their children are gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, he's not bad, but he's you know he's he's like he's like the no short. He's one, of the, he's one of the short dark no comments. <laughs> no comment. Not even gonna get in. All I'm just saying is that I, don't let me find out the ho- Doctor Hotep is on some blonde hair, blue eye type. 
gorgeous. Uh, they be the main ones. They be the main ones. <laughs> they definitely be the main ones. They definitely be the main ones. And you know what? I will say this right now. You can be blonde and blue-eyed and be gorgeous. I don't oh, mean you're absolutely. more gorgeous. Uh, yes, that is a statement that can be true. Yes. That's a statement that can be true. Norway is a country that's full of gorgeous-looking people. Can you be albino and be gorgeous? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. sure. So, no. Okay. That that I'm satisfied with that. So, distraction. <laughs> no, no. We're, we're off this topic. We're off this topic. I mean, it, I, I will don't think say it's a this though Unless, on on on, on Instagram how everybody was giving examples of like, here's another picture of the shithole country, you know. I think what's interesting about black internet I will say I preface this by the adjective oh, black internet. Like, wait, all on, the just, stories of like all the, the dope pictures. African photos they were sent. Yeah, sure, yeah and yeah. like people just really affirming that like okay shithole country like we we are like the baddest love- hustlers like on earth. But the thing right. is, is I don't like reaffirming. I don't like when white culture puts out something that is negative and then we try to take it and immediately turn it around right. because I'm not owning shithole countries. Y'all can do that. Right. Call call it shithole countries. It, we know what the shit is about. And it's a, I, I, and it's a I, way I, of reaffirming even though you don't even though you don't realize I under, you're realizing I understood the sentiment and, and I and I understand like the thing is is that the people that need to see it never see it. Just like right. the people that need to watch MSNBC never watch MSNBC. Right. They're on Fox. <laughs> right. So like us doing this, we're just talking to ourselves. It's not like a whole bunch of white people going like, oh, damn, you're right. This ain't a shithole country. But maybe, you know what? Maybe there are black people who needed to see that. Because the you way black Americans about talk maybe. about, in, in everyday conversation, the way they talk about Africa is clearly uninformed. No, yeah, you're right. No, uh, you're right. Uh, I didn't let me, think about Let me quickly that. say, I mean, shithole aside, um, and it's really, a, like, again, I said it's a distraction. The, the, the two important takeaways for me are, one, that the people who were in the meeting were official people. So he knew that this was going to get out. This wasn't a private conversation. I don't think he knew. He knew it was going to get out. It got out. Uh, he was actually bragging about it. And then there were two senators, two senators who sat there and lied about it. I think I think that's very disturbing to me because... Are you surprised? Wait, wait. And there are two senators. You're not surprised. Wait, wait, just back up. When you say two senators lied, he accused two senators of lying about what he said. So, so, so there was one Democratic senator in wait, there Durbin. who came out. Durbin. Durbin yeah. Came out with the story. There was a Republican senator who basically backed him up, mm-hmm. said that's true. Uh, there were reports from inside the White House that said that Trump that night was bragging on the phone because he thought it was going to be a kick-ass statement for his base. And then there were two Republican senators who came out first kind of denying something. I mean, basically just shading uh, the details. And then basically a day later coming out and outright, outright saying that Dick Durbin had lied. I'm cotton and I forget the other dude. And what's what's really disturbing about this is. The founders built this whole thing on checks and balances. President is going to be checked by the Congress. Congress is going to be checked by the president and judicial branch, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It never really envisioned a situation. And the situation was set like that so that, you know, you could basically never have a tyrannical King George III in your, you know, your timeline or something like that. 
they never envisioned where basically you have this nincompoop and then you have a Congress that is so craven and out for power, racially, racially ignorant. So they don't even recognize the fact that yeah, they're willing to their, their, their taxes and, you know, less regulation is not worth this bullshit. Um, like literally going out there and kowtowing to this dude. So they're broken. So like two of our, two of our states are broken. Um, and so anything can happen, which, you know, it's kind of like worth a laugh, except that that motherfucker has his hands on nuclear triggers. So it's, it's a part of me also is like, is this missile bomb threat thing also be a part of that, a part of that too? Cause everybody keeps talking about how, like what's going to happen if he accidentally presses the wrong button because he has no self-control. It doesn't really he work has, like that, though. No, really work, but, uh, we but, obviously know well, there's well, not real a it's, real it's, button. There, there's but, no, there's no, there's no, um, there's no buffer between him and that button. If he wants to pull it, he gets to pull it. Just, yeah, but we have generals who can. We have stop generals him. who could, but they'd have to, they'd have to be willing to submit themselves to potential. I feel court like they martial. would have to kill him. They would probably they have, would have to do to literally that's a huge, no. that's a huge or they might have to kill him. someone else who he is gonna ha- try to have fight them. And we're talking about that that's what I'm saying. Like that's the big thing. Like we're yeah. talking about this. would a military yeah. coup be bad at this point? Absolutely. Okay. If, unless the military is gonna do what they did in uh South uh, in Zimbabwe. In Zimbabwe. Um the second part of this is after this, every show, every show, um, every news show ask the same question and I think this is something that he's brought up is is Donald Trump a racist heard that ad nauseum in the aftermath of this Niggas been I don't care about it if he's a racist because everybody who answered that question that was Republican or conservative found Said a way no. to find and say that he was not and my follow on for the media if you're listening is to ask those same people what is your definition of racism or what is your definition of racist? Because I think that there's a there's a need to update and get a standard or at least some semblance of an objective standard of what racist means. Because that lets these motherfuckers slip out because all they're thinking about are people in hoods who. Mm-hmm. Well, they know that that's shit. all. And the if majority. you're not that, you 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 can right. not be a racist. Like, that's, dude, that's that's what the majority of their basis is. This dude is has thinking. been a racist for four decades. This isn't really. They're a like, question. at least we're not out here terrorizing people in the middle of the night, burning, burning crosses. crosses. See, the thing is, I feel like you have to have grown up with guys like Donald Trump to understand his brand of racism. The Donald Trump brand of racism is not the brand of racism that I won't go to a black person's house. I won't have them at my table. Like I won't hire them. That's not his brand of racism. That's not his brand of racism. His, so his brand of racism is very Northeast liberal racism. But the, the racism of the conservative who's swimming in the Northeast liberal pool, that's mm-hmm. his brand mm-hmm. of racism. That's his brand really of racism is the... I can call Haiti a shithole country and about half of the quote unquote liberals will agree with me. Liberals now. Yes. They, they, my, my, my nigga, they will. They will. Mm. If you call Haiti a shithole, they may think that the term is inelegant. They may right. not have say, use that terminology themselves, but the meaning behind what he's saying 
he has like, he has said that split this he has referred to Haiti and African countries in such a manner, maybe not the exact word shithole, but in such a way before in mixed quote unquote liberal company. Yes. He's done it before. Yes. So and and I, that, I that's okay. what I'm saying. You're right. His brand of racism is the brand that conservatives don't even recognize because it's actually a liberal or liberalized brand of racism. And that's why this yeah. is a teachable moment to update the definition to, to let these motherfuckers know that you don't have to have a hood on. So why races. wasn't the follow-up question asked in your opinion? I just think it's, it's, I think it's like, they just don't know to ask it. And How I don't, do they not I, know. I don't, these are experienced journalists. I mean, you're, you're, you're just a guy. Not saying that you're not brilliant. I actually think you're one of the smartest people I know. So don't take this the wrong way. No, I mean, because but you're not, you're not, an experienced journalist. No, I'm not. Uh, no, and these guys are real journalists. Most of the TV news guys, like you know, your Lester Holtz are one because thing. I think in but general, there's a lot of these guys are real journalists, no, like I, the I, Joy Reads and the yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. these are real journalists. No, I appreciate that. I mean, I, 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 um, I think because I mean, I literally watched one of these pundits. Like the way she asked it, it was almost like she was so scared to ask the question, was so hesitant in coming out of her mouth that. You could just tell in general in America, we just have a problem with leveling this at somebody. Even when it's obvious, we have a le- we have a problem with leveling that charge at somebody as, u- as ugly as it is that we all think it has to be on some sort of extreme to pin somebody. It's like, dude, this dude has been a racist for four years. This is not this is not hard, ladies and gentlemen. This is very simple here. So let's well, not it's more even, than four years. I mean, going back to the fucking no, I, said, I said four. I'm sorry, oh, four, not four years. Four oh, decades. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is not a hard charge to make. The, the really the bigger question to be grappling with is why isn't being a bigot an impeachable offense in this country? I mean, that's the another big, thing. They that's a have, bigger question, and it's a hard it, question. They no one wants to answer. They we don't to, have the answer to it. Into that. They like, would have had to impeach most of the people we got on our money. If no, 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 no. bigger she was impeached. <laughs> I mean, so no, then, no, no, no. This is different. This is different. I'm not talking about people who are racist, but you know they understand that as the the, the quote unquote president, president quote unquote father of the country, they can't just out. I'm be like, hey, I'm, and, I'm with listen, the KKK. This is this. You is, made this, this argument to me before, and my answer to your argument is still the same. Andrew Jackson, who, by the way, he's prior to the Civil War. I don't count that. Oh, pri- oh, you don't count prior to the Civil War. War. I don't count that. Oh, that was, Why? Because it's just like no. I mean, once you come, once, once you come, once you come, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, once you come together to share blood, shed blood. Excuse me. Once you come together to shed blood over a situation. And it's like, that's a big enough and an objective mm-hmm. lesson for everybody saying this is not acceptable now. Yeah, so melanin, marching forward, you're, 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 marching you're, forward, you cannot be just an out, out, like racist. You know what I'm saying? Your like optimism before, I, huh? is blinding sometimes. Because, uh, optimism uh, is blinding. I just, I'm not being an optimist. I'm, I'm, like, I'm glad, I'm glad Jen just, said it and not me. I'm glad Jen said it. I feel like that's what I always say about you. Name a president that's like just out now and been like, I'm only for the white people. I'm here. I'm not here for anybody else. Reagan. Pete. No. Nah, I I wouldn't say him, but but definitely Reagan. Um, Reagan was, but Reagan hit it. What I'm saying is the. 
Reagan didn't know. All of these people. Howdy, howdy. All of these people had a veil. He opened his campaign in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Yeah. And said states' rights. But he didn't say that they were wrong for coming down here. You guys had a right to kill those people for coming into your voting rights situation, right? He didn't right? say shit. He didn't say people. that. He, said, he didn't he say shit. He, he didn't say shit whistle. people. He used his dog whistle. Dog whistle. So, oh, so basically what you're saying, dog so the takeaway for you is that Trump doesn't use a dog whistle. I mean, to me, the, the best point you made is that the journalist should have asked this question and, you know, maybe we should start, because I know some journalists, so maybe this is something that could uh, you yeah, know, get can, your friends up and be like, yo, can you ask these people to like, qualify what it what, means to what, be a racist what does it mean before to be they racist? ask that question? That, that's the great takeaway. So now, speaking of, because there's only a couple other things that you can level, because I think you made a great point, there's only a couple other things you can level at someone that's worse than racist. One of them is rapist. So... <laughs> Those rhymes. Let's let, let, let's let's um. I'm getting. I'm trying to. I'm working on my segues. Mm-hmm. I'm working on my segues. <laughs> yeah. So um, Aziz Ansari. Aziz has become the latest uh, Me Too offender. Hashtag Me Too offender. Um, there was an article written that um told the account of a young woman, uh, early twenties who had a date with him, who now feels after that date or during that time that she was her words or the words of the article sexually assaulted by Aziz Ansari. Um, I will let you know right now, before we get into this discussion, I think um, from what I've read from her own words, and I don't think she's lying at all. Um, he didn't rape nobody. No, it wasn't. There was coercion, if you want to call that. Where was the coercion? Yeah, that's well. That's why I say if you even no, want to I mean, call I think it that's that. the closest thing you can can grab. Not even really it. It rape, though. I mean, there's. I mean, <laughs> well, no. I mean, then if she if, if she's if, feeling like he's slip, like I'm a star, she felt, maybe she felt like she had to rape. do it. But see, but see, that's that's the thing. Like, if you're saying like she felt like she, she had, had to do, do it, it. it's definitely um, objective facts to support that feeling. Because I feel a certain way, that means that that's reality. Because I right. feel a certain way. I feel violated. I feel like it was rape. Right. Although there are no objective facts to support my feelings. Because I feel a certain way. That's reality. And I, don't, I don't buy that. But I find that that is a very millennial mindset. And, you know, and I'm not trying to be the old guy who's like, ah, right. you fucking kids. But your the same, feelings, fuck your feelings. But it's like, just because you feel a way doesn't mean that that's the way shit is. Well, listen, I don't want to invalidate feelings. I always say I that. Fuck a feeling. I invalidate feelings. <laughs> I don't, all I don't the want time. to invalidate feelings, but I do. If you, if you go onto babe.net, the way that she gave the account of the story. And honestly, I was appalled one by the fact that Aziz Ansari obviously is not a smooth operator. Obviously, he does not know how to. You're appalled. I'm. I'm. I'm appalled actually because, yeah. on some I level, I, on surprised. some level, you it's have to know. Nerdy. He, yeah. he very awkward. I mean, but his, I'm. But his, I'm appalled that love like scenes in his show. I'm always like, eh. well, I'm just. Uh, I'm just <laughs> appalled that at, like on some level, at some point, you you haven't even made it a point to be like, eh, you know what? Even if I want to get to it, like within the first thirty minutes of me meeting somebody. Like, let me make it smooth. Like, he knows enough about pop culture to try to incorporate. But that's not my point of what I'm trying to bring up. What I'm trying to bring up is the account that I read from her, to me, 
it felt, and I'm probably going to get shit for this, but I just kind of felt like, one, she was young, she's 23, and her quote that she read, that she mentioned, she was like, I didn't leave because I think I was stunned and shocked. She said, this is not what I expected. I'd seen some of his shows and read excerpts from his book, and I was not expecting a bad night at all, much less a violating night and a painful one. And I'm painful. wondering, is her expectation, embar- is she embarrassed by this entire thing? And I don't think she's embarrassed. She's, she, she is embarrassed. She's, she's millennial. I think she, she's I think, she's reportedly I think her 23. Ex- Nothing embarrasses people who are 23. That's not true. Today. That's not no, true. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, that's not true. I'm not saying that is not world, true. But American millennials true. share so much. It you, doesn't you mean they can't people, be embarrassed They share by so much on I, social I media that... I mean, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm talking shit. shit by saying nothing embarrasses shit. them, but I don't think this is something that would embarrass her. She told every, that's, she told people true. that she was going to be on a date, one with somebody who's famous, right? Yeah. So she had these probably unrealistic expectations of what she thought was going to go down, Agreed. only to find that she was met with somebody who was extremely awkward. She kind of didn't want to back out of it. She said she felt like she had to do I don't I don't know she felt the way she tells this story is almost like she was getting chased around his apartment by this right. like crazy awkward 51 you know indian dude and I'm like you had the power in this situation I don't understand why I mean, she might have been 4 foot why uh, well no. <laughs> to, to be quite honest like sexual assault is about power and even if you you resolve in your mind to be like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and give I'm going to go ahead and give oral. I just want to get out of this situation. In my mind, I'm like, if you're uncomfortable and you you decide to make that you decide to do that act. If you feel uncomfortable, there are lots of things you can do to get yourself out of that situation. 100 can make him uncomfortable. You can get physical with him. Because let's be honest, it's still Aziz Ansari. It's not like it's The Rock. You're at, you, you're not at this dude you can who, just, you could just who, who you could overpower. You could right. leave. You, you could leave. You could, you could, you could, you could call your girlfriend. Chill naked on you the could couch shame the shit out of this guy. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it seemed like there were like two, two timeouts. It, and then after those timeouts, there still was action that was occurring after each timeout. And, I'm, and I'm it just con- seemed to be like. I'm well, really confused by her whole the whole what thing. What is the messaging here? That's why I think she is embarrassed. Well, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna slow y'all down here, just trying to moderate a little bit because y'all sound a little victim blamey. I want to save us from ourselves. Okay, but okay. and I'm not saying what he is wasn't, the lar- what is the larger implication? So, because uh, uh, was it Liam Neeson now has mm. referred to this thing, quote unquote, as a quote unquote witch, witch hunt. hunt? Are we at that point? Like is is the Aziz Ansari accusation the tipping point? Because clearly, I'm not totally blaming her either. Because like, I'm totally the, blaming her. By the way, at the end of the day, Aziz Ansari, if somebody says no, you you sticking your tongue and your fingers down somebody's mouth and they ain't feeling it, like bruh. What I'm trying to, but see, well, well, wait even a minute, that, see, though, see, even, let's, even let's, that, let's go, let's go back to that. I, I like that. What do you mean? You said okay. Let me put it like this. Who said no? Who, if Did you, she say no? If you as a woman, if, mm-hmm. if you're chilling in my place, mm-hmm. and I know I'm gonna get shit for this, mm-hmm. but if we're chilling and we're naked, or we were naked and now our clothes are on, yeah, and you said no, me still trying to have sex with you may make me a jerk. Yeah. But it we're doesn't still naked. make me a rapist. 
You go on Tinder anytime cats are trying to get sex on the first date. They're trying to, you know, get you drunk or whatever and go home and have sex. That, that is a, that is a thing. But I mean, that doesn't necessarily put you in the realm of I strong armed you, held you down raped you, yeah. took it against your will, or blah, even, blah, blah. Leave I it mean, strong armor. That does, just looking at their relationship, it's not like I have some type of economic power over you, like right. in this situation. So there's no economic power relationship. It's not like Harvey Weinstein saying, you're never going to work in this town there's again no, if right. I do There's that. no physical power relationship going on. There's no, I'm not holding you down. I didn't drug you. Both of them acted entitled. I don't Both feel like he did, did personally. I don't he feel like he acted that. entitled. I, I feel like which which he part? Acted entitled. Like, maybe I missed something. So which because I've heard people say that already. He like, acted entitled. What, what did he do that was wrong? I he think did his some whole... jerk type shit. He did some. I'm awkward. I'm not smooth. I don't really give a fuck about you. Uh, it's my first date with you, so no, I don't give a fuck about you beyond what you can do for me. So yes, he did a lot of that shit. That's entitlement. That's entitlement. How's that entitlement? That's like normal. No, that's it's entitlement. Normal. That's like he normal. knows he knows think, he hasn't think, laid down proper things. But I he think wasn't through this. Rules but, of but, engagement that we need to read. But let's, but let's but listen. Let's know she's why right. we, okay. His lack of interest was entitlement. How is that entitled? His so lack of interest came from the fact there's a hum, if there's a person I'm not interested his in. His lack of interest came from the fact that he did not know her. And he's a star, and he's like, "This is just another star. Try- this is just another person trying to approach like me." You can and just so he come up off. and be like, "Yo, come up to my room. Is but, this can I fuck if you? Can I fuck you from this way?" I would okay. it, like, I never said no questions of can I fuck you from this. Like all that type of shit he was saying was definitely not that's pimping. entitlement. But I, okay, the reason I would say I don't understand that as entitlement is because when I was single, I've been in. More than one situation where it was obvious that the woman wanted me and I w- could have taken it or leave or left mm-hmm. it. But I took it. Yeah. Yeah. That made me entitled or that made me like just kind of a not a nice guy, which I'll take that. No, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. I mean by entitled, like because he is awkward, because he is whatever, whatever, because his game ain't like. His his game ain't the and his brothers who we we all know yeah, whose game so, is kind of so like he's, first he's corny, day game. He's a corny dude. So what <laughs> you about know what I'm saying? He's a corny he's a corny dude. He's the warm up guy. <laughs> he's the day three, day five, day five type of situation, right? Uh, or whatever that he felt like he could accelerate that was a sense of entitlement from his stardom, in which you know basically he felt like he was entitled to be able to maybe have an angle in doing like like his game be damned. his cornball game be damned his cornball game be damned he's aziz i'm sorry now not aziz i'm sorry from south carolina aziz i'm right. sorry from hollywood but you're putting that on him there's no there's no evidence that there was the evidence th- is the fact that he went on a date with this girl basically quickly paid the check so let's go back to our crib and my crew. within 10 minutes she basically said that he had already put his hands all the way on her as soon were, as she were, got in the car they were kissing he, he, they were he went for her out, breast they were making out on the they were making out on the kitchen counter he went for her breast. why wouldn't he go for her breast they're making out on the kitchen counter he's is trying this, to see is this, she is she, this, she is this was, how it goes down this is, is that how it goes down now are you guys what talking you to your single friends and like within the first but I don't 15 think it's, minutes but the motherfuckers is you, are mauling you with their hands? That's see, crazy. Okay. 
there's two things I say. You're adding on the mauling, right? He just uh, felt her up. Number two, you're the what idea. The you're, you're adding on um uh plus you're adding on the whole I'm Aziz Ansari, famous comedian part of it. This is the reason I brought up you the told story. Me Aziz about, from South Carolina the, was gonna do the same thing. I'm not saying Aziz from South Carolina. What I am saying though is that I know several people who are not celebrities who if a woman is giving them rhythm and they don't necessarily they just know they have the upper hand in the situation in terms of they know this woman likes me more than I like her. She's more interested in me than I'm interested in her. That has nothing to do with whether I'm a celebrity or not. That's very easy to read based on her own account. That's very easy to see. Okay, yeah, listen, you're right. I'm not I'm a, I won't cash judgment. So I feel like you're 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 throwing you're I throwing been, that on him. Okay. And also with the mall and you're throwing that on him. Okay. If I'm if look. we're look, we just we just went out to eat. Mm-hmm. We're both tipsy. Uh-huh. We're making out. Like mm-hmm. we're we're kissing each other. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna feel I'm gonna feel I'm gonna start seeing how too, far I can much, I can take too this. Soon. I think that's too no, much. I too agree. Soon. Listen, I it's agree. too much too soon if I'm trying to have a real relationship with you. If I'm just trying to fuck, it's not too much too soon because I'm really I thought I was only gonna see you tonight anyway. Right. He's like, uh-huh. I'm tired, I'm gonna get right to it. Listen, I told you this, this that, that that line was all we need to know about this entire story. Right. This was not what I expected. Not what I expected. She read she the books. She saw the show. Funny, like yeah. bubbly she Indian she guy. She else. thought she was gonna get something else, and she got weird, awkward, creepy, fucking nerd. That type of. I pulled up my dick. Right. Stuck my dick. She got the pull. Go. He he pulled, pulled his dick. Out. Pulled his dick out. But she sucked it. And she did. And so that's that's and so right here. And by the way, and that's by the way, let's let's keep it all the way. Let's keep it all the way. There we are. He he did and some pussy eating of his own. Huh? Yeah, to, which I was like, whoa. He did what? He went down on her too. Right. Before she before, before she put she any had, of his genitals yeah. in her in his in before she put his genitals in her mouth, he had hers in his. Yeah. So this so, is this is all really about expectations at the end of the day. And expectations weren't met and she felt bad about it. And I think I think the environment that we're in is one where you're seeing stories like this come out because people are testing whether or not they're they're testing. And she said it in that 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 babe story. She said, I told my friends because I, I wasn't sure whether or not this was sexual assault or whether this just was a bad experience or something to that effect. Bad experience. That's, and that's what it amounts to. And the danger is that there is a whole cohort of people who have determined that based on this story, according to her, that it's sexual assault. Who who is the friend? Like, who is the friend that didn't tell her? No, that wasn't sexual assault. You really need to step your game up in terms of men and dating. Like, yeah. Like, I agree with you. She didn't have that friend. She had the friend who was like, "Yeah, that was that was sexual assault." They're all they're the nonverbal cues. They're not really getting it. If you, you if, you're, you if your entire childhood is was basically online, such that what? you're never if if you're twenty three. I said this. If you're twenty three, that means your that. formative years majority have been the way that you engage with other people, your peer group. Is on is online, right? No, so you're not, no human you're not, interaction. No human interaction. You're not. You're not really versed in reading human cues. You're not really versed in like reading energy right. of like some other person. So like you may 
These allow yourself to sit in a situation driving. you know you feel bad but you don't know is this right i'm confused i should get up but i'm doing this There's anyway no it makes this. me feel good <laughs> but i also feel weird about it like this is the state that most of them probably right. find themselves in because how else would bullying allow to continue yeah right why would you like we had real bullies that were in your face right you being bullied via social media fuck you it's like why aren't you why aren't you why aren't you off your phone why aren't you off your phone why 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 are we still engaging in this conversation that's hurting your feelings what like the kids are not understanding that like you kind of have to give to really pay attention physically to what's going on because your body will give you cues when like hey this is not right you got to get up Cause while you're giving me head and you're feeling bad about giving me head, it's like you're telling yourself you're giving me ver- nonverbal cues, but you're giving me. I, I really don't understand her mouth. going ahead. Yeah, it's, it's I, a, I really don't understand her signals crossed. Her forcing herself to do something just because. Because to be quite honest, listen, I'm also gonna get flack for this because I was also 23. I was also friends with people who had various degrees in 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 terms of value and how they engage with the opposite sex i know that there are girls who were like i just sucked his dick because he was popular and aziz has been popular for long enough so so for, for that to have I, happened I, I, for him I, listen i don't want to get i don't want to get called somebody who victim blames because it's not like i haven't experienced something like this too i've but i have been in a situation where i felt anyway. like that was really inappropriate <laughs> that was really didn't want that to happen and i felt terrible afterwards but i put myself in that situation i just talked myself down off of it so well to 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 reel us back from um the jezebel brink um Mm -hmm. i will say i think we're all though in agreement that the me the me too movement as it were I, i hate that name but anyway the me too movement um is not a witch hunt yet it, it has not, I don't it's think not it's a devolved into I think we're, me, we're, we're renegotiating how we are interacting with each other. And I think that men in general, in terms of how to really approach women and how to really engage, asking for permission, understanding what consent means, like that has to come, even if it, it, it takes the wind out of like, you know, meeting up in first date, there's always going to be people who want to, you know, smash on the first date. That's fine. You're going to find who you're going to attract. But I think in general, especially if you're in the public eye and you meet somebody who's not in the public eye, you you really got to be careful. You really have to be like, you know what? I don't want this to be a situation. If you feel uncomfortable, I'm going to just let you leave. Like if you really going to be a G about your shit, you want, if you, if you want to smash, and and you're really entitled and you really got juice, like let people know, like, you know, if you come in here, what I expect. <laughs> and to me, I just feel like that's the saddest part about it. That's yeah. the saddest part about it. To me, to me, it's the whole breakdown of human communication to the point where in an intimate situation such as this, I who am not the rapist, I now have to literally be like, so can I touch your boob? Yeah, can I can I touch your boob? Um, can I? You, okay you know, if you this? come upstairs, I I want us to have sex. It's like you should have known. Yes, I want <laughs> us to have sex. Am I going to force myself on you? No. But you're coming up here. We just went on a date. We're both tipsy. I'm expecting 
for something sexual to happen. The problem of sexual harassment and and rape. I hate yeah. the term sexual assault. The shit is fucking rape. Um, I think these problems are much larger than is currently acknowledged. So yeah. I do think that the Me Too movement should continue. I think that women still need to come out and and talk about what has happened to them yeah. or you know these these situations in which they were violated. But at the same time, I, I think that people need to take, and I hate to sound like a fucking Republican, but people need to take some personal responsibility for their actions within situations. So like, now listen, this is what I would say. I, would but say, I know that sounds like victim blaming, or I'm going to be accused of victim blaming, but I still... Well, I, I mean, I, what I might say is, is that, you know, the judges need to take a step back. So in this girl's case... If she wants to throw her story out there because she feels like, hey, I don't know. Maybe it was sexual assault. Maybe it was me just having bad feelings. There was no maybes in her story, huh? by the way. There was no maybes in her conclusion. But, but what, but, continue. what, what, what continue. I'm saying is there might need to be some sort of platform in which people are, as we're trying to figure out what's what, et cetera, et cetera, in which you get... You know, you have some platform. I don't, I don't know if there's like some anonymous place where you can go and say, is this, is this, this, is this, that before I go further on to try and, and have this person accused because people are unsure at this point. And we, and it's, and that's just the natural course of things that you're trying to define yeah. the lines of what is what. I mean, it's going to, it's not going to be an easy solve because the thing is, is everyone's boundaries are different. Right. And I think as, the problem is, is that we haven't, I think the, our language and our socialization around sex in general and intimacy and connecting that to language is not developed. It's not matured. For a 23-year-old to be in that situation and she can't articulate physically, like really mentally, like, I feel uncomfortable. I'm going to leave. You seem to have a whole different idea of what's going on. Right. Like. I'm not with you're, this. You're I'm not out. keeping me here physically. Right. So like, let, let, I, I listen, I, I, I'm, I'm sure people man. will say that I'm also victim blaming and, and because I'm, I'm, not, I'm much older than this girl. Um, and again, it's not like I haven't been in a situation like that where I felt like I kind of was violated, but I didn't say anything. So I've been in that situation before. I just didn't feel like I had, I didn't, I, I felt guilty that I put myself in that situation. That that was first. But I just feel like you can't really, there, there's not going to be anything clean. There's not a new book of like, hey, everyone, if this situation or this scenario goes down, this is what assault is. This is just like a creepy, rapey situation. Like there's never going to be that yeah. because everyone has a range of what they feel comfortable with, and well, the, everybody's point. values and you, upbringing is different. What would you tell my daughter? Well, I would tell your oh, daughter. Let me tell you what I would tell your daughter. I mean, that's what I want to get down to. Okay, I would, would tell I, your daughter, you tell anytime that you're in a situation and your body, you have a physical reaction, whether and it, and, and it makes you feel unsure. Because when you feel sure and you feel comfortable, you're good. Emotionally, even if you don't have the words for it, I think you allow yourself to do things when you're comfortable, if you're sober. If you're sober and you have a physical reaction, your stomach feels bad, you keep thinking about stuff, you feel 
little bit subjugated or you feel like I can't tell this story because I already feel shame, leave. That's what I would tell your daughter. That's what I would tell any girl. If you, you need to listen to your body because your body is, you, your body's in the situation. If, if you're for lack, forgive me for being TMI. If you, if your stuff ain't getting juiced and you're, you're running away from a dude, you dodging him in the, right. you're not into it. Yeah. Why are you, why, why do you need to do this? Cause he's Aziz Ansari. Right. Cause this dude is, he looks sexy. Cause he's the hottest dude that's happening right now. Right. And you want, you want, you want somebody else who, who, who looks good to affirm you and to tell everybody that you smashed cause you only smashed the hottest girl. Come on. This is a bigger conversation. Like, I'm not with this story. If this was my daughter, I'd be like, but you need to come home. We need to have a discussion. Right. Because never, ever again should this happen. You should never put yourself in a situation. First of all, before I even say that, I don't even want to finish that. If you end up in a situation, because sometimes you never know. But if you end up in a situation and you feel like Auntie, this dude is not going to physically overwhelm me, shame the shit out of that dude and walk out the fucking door. You need, that's Why, what you need to see, tell your daughter. I don't think you need to shame him. Just be like, yeah, I, no, think, I, I think I need to go home. Or I, no, I'm, I'm I think not, I, I think you do. I would have shamed yeah, him. You gotta humiliate the kid. You just like I think I think I think I think so. As a, I think as a so. father, I'm like I feel like that's dangerous. Don't 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 do that. The the, the shame and just well, get out the situation. Okay, just so just okay, leave. let me agree you, with you guys. You can you don't have to shame him. You can shame him later. Not saying Aziz but, is that type of guy, but I'm just saying. But I also feel like men are dangerous. Okay, so men are, are dangerous. I, mean, that, I that, won't that's disagree. Why I'm, I'm for the Me Too movement because men are fucking but, dangerous. But part of part of the reason why I say that, and maybe shaming is the wrong word, but voicing what makes you feel uncomfortable in that moment is necessary hmm. because you need to be able to let somebody else know, like the shoe whereas on the other foot this would feel terrible to you like nigga take well, your no. fingers out my Listen, mouth what the fuck what 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 I say is this what I say is this is that is that typically rejection for a man especially in that type of situation is going to be humiliation enough i don't give a fuck i don't you give just a gotta fuck get about out of male fragility. i mean from, from a safety a standpoint fuck. i'm like just I, eject out I of this situation male fragility thing if, if, I was if this was any also. of your daughters in this situation i'd be like no 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 tell she, him yeah, what? Was in Tell him the shit like, stinks. And then you can say, and yes, you will call me a car or, you know, just get out of the fucking situation. But like, I say leave. Just get out. Fuck, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Get out. This is in New York City. You're not in the woods. Okay. You know, the I mean, I guess Becca. leave. But, but my thing is, <laughs> is that the reason why like we're in these situations, <laughs> the reason like, why we're in these situations is because women don't feel like they can say shit. They don't feel like they can say something. And so I'm always a proponent of say something, voice why this is wrong, tell them why this is this is not right. But from a safe distance. Safe That's all distance. I'm saying. So I we'll, feel you, but from a safe right, distance. We'll, okay. we'll, 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 cl- we'll close this out from here because this conversation is, is as it's I mean, been, it's juicy. It's, it's going to be ongoing. No, this is definitely a juicy thing. But um, I wanted to close out because uh, we, we got to get out of here. Yeah. I wanted to close out uh, with a uh, Inspirational quote from Martin Luther the King. Yeah, I wish it was inspirational. That, that, <laughs> oh, it's all inspirational. It's, it's all, all inspirational. inspirational. Yeah. Even the pessimistic quotes are inspirational. So if you just um and you're 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 an op- 
optimist, as Jen said. You're you're an optimist, Actually, so you'll, you'll you'll pick you'll pick something uh, uplifting. Oh, yeah. Let's just uh cl- close out with uh. Let me get some 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 background music while you're picking your quote. Oh shit. No, this is gonna be quick. So I mean, real quick. Oh. I mean, I've been reading this book called um the last book that Martin Luther King wrote, which is uh Where Do We Go From Here, and which he had been living in Chicago, uh in an apartment dealing with uh Northern Midwest racism trying to study that and he left to go to Jamaica for like five weeks or something in 1967 locked himself in an apartment no communicate I mean no 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 power no I mean power but no communication so he could have you know some solitude to, to bang out this manuscript so uh really prophetic book if y'all if y'all get a chance I would definitely dip into it it totally sounds like today because the all of this of the shit book? is repetition um, but this is from his racism and the white backlash piece. And it's just a quick, just a quick quote. Uh, cause you know, I, I could read y'all a thousand things, but I'm trying to just pick one and I just turned to a page that was underlined. So basically it says a society that has done something special against the Negro for hundreds of years must now do something special for him in order to equip him to compete on a just and equal basis. The white liberal must rid himself of the notion that there can be a tensionless transition from the old order of injustice to the new order of justice. Essentially, basically saying that, you know, slavery and all the things that came after it were man-made. And so you can't just simply have a marketplace solution to something. You have to have a man-made solution. And in that man-made solution, there might be issues of treatment, of fairness, of somebody having special treatment and being a problem with that. But at the end of the day, to make it, and and all of that is true, but all of that is secondary to the issue of paying the debt, of making it right. And to make it right if you want to have the society that you want to have. Thank you for that. I I think this was a good podcast. Let, Let let us uh, fade out to the dulcet tones of the late Dolores O'Riordan from Cran- the Cranberries. Has someone turned out the lights? How did you know I was sleeping? Somebody caused me strife. I wish I could hear this music. I can't. But I just imagine it's going on. Thank you for singing the lyrics. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so I can be I on can't top hear of what's happening. <laughs> Listen, we'll, ne- by, next, by next podcast, the technology will be upgraded further. But right now, we're going to ride out. This is Waiting for Aliens.
we out.